Cheers, guys. This episode of BAOS Podcast is brought to you by the awesome folks at Tavor. Now, Tavor is a way to select delicious craft beers you can't find in your local area and have them delivered right to your door. Now, it's not a beer of the month club where someone chooses beer for you and you end up with a bunch of mediocre lagers you have to give away to your grandpa. Tavor only works with over 600 independent breweries all across the US, so you know you're getting that fire. Signing up for Tavor is free. Just download the app for iOS or Android, create an account to see the available beers. Twice a day, you'll get a notification with a new limited release beer that you can buy. If you want the beer, you can buy it right then and add it to your crate. If you don't, you can wait for two new selections the next day. There's no obligation to purchase anything and shipping is only $14.90 no matter how many bottles or cans are in your crate. Now, if you guys download the app today and enter the promo code BAOS, you will get $10 in cold hard beer cash to use on the app after you spend $25. Again, it's free to sign up and there is no obligation to purchase. Download the app and enter the code BAOS to get $10. Now let's get on with the show. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all are brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. Welcome to episode 130 of Brewing Up Podcast. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the crib. Yes, we are. I have our gorgeous producer and my partner in life, Tiffany Lexus, with me this evening. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I don't know. It's kind of feeling like it's weird to welcome you because it's yours. <laughs> it's like, well, you're here. You're just not in front of the camera. Yeah, I'm technically so always like, there. Yeah. It's your yeah. thing. Yeah. So what we're going to do tonight, um, this is something we've kind of had in our back pocket as an idea for like... I want to say six months to a year would be wanting yeah. to do this. Mm-hmm. Kind of just waiting for the right time. Kind of when there's like a, either a lull in like getting podcasts, but hadn't had a bunch lined up. I literally got back from Australia two, Probably three days three ago. Three days ago, yeah. So that's also why I haven't had anything lined up. And um, a few things have happened online recently that kind of like just put it, I don't know, I feel like it's a good time to do this. Yeah, definitely. So this podcast, as you guys might know, if uh, you've listened to our stuff before, Tiffany and I run a company called High Season Co. It is a social media agency. Um, and uh, we want to talk about marketing in craft beer. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm excited. It's this a long time coming. Yeah. Actually, right? yeah, it's fun because we always talk about things internally when it comes to marketing and beer. And like things that are like internal observations. So yeah, it's cool yeah. to, to talk about. Them. Yeah, sometimes we talk about them. Sometimes if we get yeah. the right people who you yeah. know, on who get it and want to yeah. talk about it and stuff, I usually yeah. try and bring it up to it. Yeah, to, sort of. Yeah. Um, but this this is the first time we actually had to sit down at length yeah. and, and get into it. So yeah. um, before we do that, I'm just going to give you guys, which is kind of perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Today was actually uh, Jeanne Peche uh, from Judiciel. Yeah. Um, so we were drinking 10% or 9.5% stouts at 11 a.m. at the brunch in St. Jerome. Boy, were we ever. <laughs> I'm jet lagged as hell. I had to take a nap. Um, yeah. It was intense. The food was amazing. The beers were phenomenal yeah. as always. Uh, huge, huge shouts to Layla. That she, was the first brunch, right? The first one, I believe, that yeah. I've done. Yeah. So they actually yeah. held a brunch this year at yeah. um, a four-course brunch at uh, St. Jerome, Jerome, which is the production facility. Mm-hmm. We did episode 40, if you guys are into that. Um, we did the episode with uh, JF, JF and Jen up there. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been there since, to be honest. That was two years ago. Yeah. That was like February 2017. Was it 2017? Yeah. Okay, nice. So I think yeah. Layla thought it might have been 2016, but we yeah. weren't doing video, we were barely doing video podcasts. Oh, yeah, we then, started so. <laughs> video September 26th, no, February 2016. We started video, but yeah. we didn't start yeah. doing real good podcasts yeah. until 2017. So I want to say good podcasts. <laughs> we didn't get a tripod with and, stuff. and stuff. Oh, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, with yeah, and stuff like that. We didn't have all we the materials yeah. back then. Yeah. But it was kind of like 
Sporadic. We do sometimes, you know, we did like Matt O'Brien, like comedians, yeah. which I'd still be down if we had the right person. I'm yeah. thinking about that last I'd night. be totally down to have like a comedian or something else do not be related like... on the podcast. Like, I... That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. got to be the right person. I had a, um, I'm got, I'm pretty jet lagged still. Yeah. And I woke up again today at 5.30 a.m. Probably had about three and a half hours sleep or something to get to that. And, for, and I woke up, I had a dream about Scarlett Johansson. That's random. Right. And I, and yeah. then... I think she was on the podcast and she was like into craft beer and shit. Is she Australian? No, she's an American actress. Oh, I don't know. So it's nothing to do with Australia. I'm <laughs> oh, saying oh, I'm okay. jet lagged. I, that's why I woke up. Okay. And she was on the podcast? And I woke up well, Scarlett, if you're down, we are. All come right? through. Come and through. I was like, hey, come that's through. kind of fun. Because I was yeah. like, well, it's not the beer people don't give a shit. But if you could talk to someone yeah. like a celebrity or someone with status about beer, yeah. that can spread the message about And even beer, have them, yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's not even about growing our platform because. The people who would watch for her don't care about Interesting. Us. So you, you would leverage saying? the influence of a celebrity in order to draw attention and put craft beer on a bigger map. Well, well, well. I like your thinking. I like your thinking. We're going to be getting into that very deeply. <laughs> nice one. Nice work. Yeah. Um, so I figured just before we get into the like deep uh, you know, marketing stuff, yeah. we're going to crack uh, a beer. So we have three beers tonight for the podcast, which should be enough. Um, the first one is from Australia, from our friends at Mr. Banks. Shouts to Chris, repping the tea, repping the hat. You Hi, know what Chris. I'm saying? Uh, Chris, I got to hang out with him in Australia, um, and he laced me with a bunch of stuff. I had to, like, I man, I brought way too much stuff back. Like, I think he had what 31 beers. You 31 back? beers and yeah. a bottle of gin for you. And so, my bottle of uh, Four Pillar Shiraz. Yes, oh, yeah, Four so Pillar Australian gin. It's phenomenal. Yeah, they, I saw Shiraz a thing gin. There, Shiraz mm-hmm. gin specifically, mm-hmm. but I saw a thing that they posted. They're starting to distro in. Um, North America more. I'm going to assume it's because I asked them yesterday. I hope so. Yeah, I hope <laughs> so. So, because it's here, so you're welcome. So, this beer is called Rancho Relaxo. It's a uh, 4.5% dry hopped Mexican lager, Mexican style lager, which is kind of cool. It smells great. Right? Yeah. So, I thought we'd start off with something light whilst I just give a quick recap. Um, we also picked beers this evening that uh, the branding is fire. Yeah. Um, this one is just, as you can see, it's kind of like a Crowler style taproom series. And for those who can't it. see, it's like just like the standard label you get when you get a Crowler and like and the percentage is written and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had this um, uh, beer with Chris. I went and hung out with him at the brewery. I interviewed him last time on an episode 70 something. Yeah, he's awesome. Chris is the G, so cool. bro. Yeah, and Such his brew is beautiful. Honestly, it's fun. going yeah. back to it again is even cooler now. Something like he's got plants more stuff and, going and on. wood and all this great lights. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff happening. So this be a Rancho Relaxer, 4.5%, as you can tell. It's a little, little bit opaque. of haze there. All right. Yeah, because it's a nice little nice, nice. Um, yeah, Mexican-style lager with dry hop. I forgot what it was with. Get it in ya. Love it. I don't know what the hops are. It tastes like something for me. I think he said maybe Vic's Secret or something. Okay, nice. Didn't use as many Aussie hops, so good, huh? That's cool. Yeah, yeah I really like that. But his, his branding, otherwise, this is, like I said, it's like the slap on label, but his branding yeah. is sick. Very bright. He's got, like, uh, I think two different artists he works with, so they're all, like, custom-drawn, like, cartoon-type things. Um, I like this tap room. One. It's like tap room series, so, only, so oh. it's exclusive. To the tap room. So the tap room, this is just yeah. he's canned a bunch of stuff yeah. for the tap room. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to get them. They're yeah. not distributed anywhere. So yet. remember when we, exactly. So remember when we went a year, like a year ago in February last year, they had, uh, I don't know, they got like, I think got 12 taps, something like that. Yeah. Like and they had, but like maybe like a good third to a quarter, whatever was 
um, guest taps. This time it was all his stuff. Nice. Ryan all right, Chris. Really stepped up his game. Very so I went cool. I went to Australia to visit my mom mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to catch the sun and to enjoy summertime. Yes, and Tiff did not come with me. so I, was I did not there. enjoy the summer. I'm sorry. I was, yes, I was, I'm sorry. I was in the winter. Yep. It was nice, I'm but then I had home. to endure 30 plus hours of travel each way. And to be honest, he actually got deal. sent on that actual plane that got banned from Canada or everywhere. Sorry, got the, banned uh, everywhere. The one that Boeing seven three seven Max eight. Yes, which is what Max I took eight from. And nine were banned. That were the two different ones. That's the one that had the Ethiopian crash. So and the Indonesian crash about five yeah. months earlier. So. Uh, and it was I took that from you're on a terrible LA. plane actually yeah and yeah. you did, you waited a bit to tell me too I waited to I got, tell you Tiff <laughs> and I both have an irrational fear of flying we're like is it really irrational it is because we have more sky. chance of yeah dying in a car dying crash in the Uber on the way there type yeah of thing, so you know? they say whatever but either way yeah. it's like it's not fun for yeah. us it's an ordeal everything traveling I guess not so they it, say it's annoying. like legit stats but yeah. still it's more horrifying or terrifying to be in the sky and free floating yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's not too fun. So Tiff yeah. wouldn't tell, didn't tell me until a few days later that that was the plane. So I was on it on the way there. And I remember thinking like, yeah, this plane's sick. Like because brand, brand new, new yeah. screens. I feel like it had a little bit more room. Yeah. Like it was comfy. Everything was good. Um, so luckily I didn't have to take Apparently they did back. something I think with the engine that allowed them stalling, to right? cost. No, but it allowed them to cut costs. And oh. I think that probably allowed the plane to look nicer on the inside and all this amazing ah, interior stuff. And that's why like, some of the software, software is not up. fantastic. So huh. anyways, those planes have been grounded. Wasn't optimal. So yeah, you weren't on the best plane, but you made it back. We made it back. And thank goodness. Yes, we did indeed. Yeah. One piece. Um, so it was pretty chill. Like was, uh, as far as the beer things that it's relevant here, mm-hmm. uh, I did kick, yeah, I spent a night with um, Chris at the brewery, brought yeah. mum down to hang out as well. Had some nice Thai food and went, went through his um, list of beers. So he doesn't actually drink his own beers, he said. Uh, very often, so he was actually excited to sort of, for once and for this, for my sake, yeah, to go through. Ran through pretty much everyone. I was kind of trash at the end, um, <laughs> you know, like half pause or whatever. Yeah, less than this. Um, and it was great. His stuff has improved definitely over the last year. Nice. Um, came home with kind of almost one or two of everything, mostly one actually. I didn't have the roof. This is great. This is fantastic. Nice oh. and crushable. Um, the pills was fantastic. Uh, you got a dry hot pills. I loved. His haze is getting better. Yeah. Bless you. Excuse me, I kind of sneezing since I've been back. Um, so that was really fun. On the, uh, I went to the um, beer festival called Good Beer Week with my cousin Daniel. Shouts to Daniel, legend. Um, it was my first Australian beer festival, mm-hmm. um, and it was Good Beer Week. Actually, is in May. It's the biggest event in, um, I guess the, the I guess the beer, biggest beer event in the country. It's all Australia wide, but they had it's called the Gala Showcase. Yeah. It was at Federation Square, which is the city square thing in Melbourne. And um, so we got media passes. So we got to go through, meet some brewers, um, you know, try a bunch of stuff Went with only other industry. That even before the media thing, there was a, a brewer thing. So all the brewers were already there okay. drinking. I saw Merrick ah, was there. Okay, Merrick nice. from um, the mill was yeah. out there. Um, and then so we got to do that, meet a few folks, and then we stayed for the consumer session. So it was good. Um, a lot more people recognized me from BOS than I thought, which means the Aussies are actually watching us. So I really want to rep for Aussie B. I wasn't sure if anyone even like, not well, gave I guess shit, in the like, end, it's in our stats. It is in the stats, so that's it's, true. It's, but it's different, I guess, it's when you to, look you know, at you stats versus mm. when you actually see it in person happen. So I yeah. guess, yeah, that's actually very, very cool. Like, it's just good to know, right? Because yeah. like we don't get there very often and yeah. I don't get a whole yeah, lot like of beers very often. Once a year, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of hard to support strongly from afar so it was really nice and i had a great chat with a whole bunch of people um yeah that was really really fun 
Um, what else did we do? Went to the mill, saw Merrick, and uh, went to Carwin Sellers and saw Ben Carwin. Kind of the same people we saw last year, to be honest, but just reconnected with them. Yeah. Carwin's doing some crazy stuff. Um, they got some festivals coming up. I guess um, their drinking laws or like their licensing must be so different in comparison to what we have in Quebec and Ontario. Because like Carwin Sellers just just have it, has everything going on. Like yeah. it's just amazing. It's a great retail shop where you can get a variety of, of, of beer, spirits, and wine. Yep. Um, and then it's same as Mr. West. Didn't Mr. You West. You got, yeah, you got that from Mr. Great. West too. So like you can Amazing. purchase other Shasta things. Amazing. Caleb. Yeah. So cool. And then, and then in addition to like having a crazy amount of like crazy selection just to sit in and drink. So it's very interesting. Like we the just don't San Diego get styles. that opportunity. Yes, like San Diego. And they, and they got a lot of spaces like yeah. that. Like all over the city too. Yeah. Um, and I really love it. It's essentially a tasting room or a tap room. Or a bar, whatever it's you want to call bar, it. because you can eat. It's full, like, wasn't there food? No, you have to order it off. Like, we ordered food. Oh, we ordered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like a tap room, but you can, like, but it's like a bar, because yeah. you can get um, wine and liquor. Yeah. Sneezy game. Bless <laughs> you. Um, so Calvin was sick. He Ben busted out the tired hands, for fuck's sake. Tired <laughs> hands, like, sours. Um, some more sours from um, Jackie O's in Ohio. Amazing. Sneezing, <coughs> you're Yo, I don't know what happened. No, because it's been happening, it happened there too. Oh, okay, okay, no, something, yeah. Um, oh gosh, keep talking. Oh, you know what? Also, I was thinking <coughs> yeah. we're like filming right now, so there are well, obviously, because we film, but there's big lights like on you. <laughs> I feel like having the, light, the lights are also making you, um, sneeze, like a bunch. sneeze yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah, sorry, guys, sorry about that. Going in, just having a little bit of sneeze attack. In the world. Yeah, Maybe. it happened like at mom's house, and it happened in the in the corridor, yes, the other yeah, day. I heard you, yeah, like six times in a row. Yeah. I'm like, well, he's um, roaming. So anyway, Calvin was sick, super kind. He's he's uh, I don't know if you how much I can say actually. But he's organizing some festivals and stuff. They yeah. had a takeover from a brewery called Abnormal from San Diego that night. So cool, super dope. And um, I love that breweries are doing that, like takeovers in different countries and stuff like that. Like, that's sick. yeah. That's so this sick. will come out this Wednesday coming yeah. on Saturday, March 29th. If you're in Melbourne, please go down to Mr. West in Footscray. They're having an other half tap takeover. Jeez. They're air freighting, I believe, 12 um, of the hoppy beers. Yeah. And I think they were shipping some stouts and sours Crazy. and stuff over. Um, it's going to be insane. Mr. West was gorgeous as well. Same as Carwin, significantly larger. Yeah. Huge bottom part, which was a huge bottle shop, which is where I found the Shiraz gin. You actually sent me there. I was going to go. I was hoping to go anyway. Tips or um, the guys at uh, Mr. West are friends with Collective Arts. Yeah. Shouts to Dan. And because Dan spent some time in Melbourne, like a couple of years. So Dan knows everybody. Like people said to me, you know, Dan, I'm like, Fuck, man, it's amazing. Like he's That's got cool. around he's that amazing. guy. Yeah, so Dan's a legend. He's very cool. And um, I Tiff tagged me in a post because they did another collab with Mr. West. I've done a few, and this was a Pavlova sour. Um, Pavlova's an Aussie dish uh, 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 dessert. Sorry, yeah, that we stole from New Zealand. That's kind of made from egg whites and um, that stuff. Yeah. That's weird. Um, it's made from egg whites and uh, they put all fruits and stuff on top of it. So it was like kiwi, strawberry, um, passion fruits. It sounded amazing. So I had March 16th was the day that I went there and I rocked up. I'm like, yo, you got this uh, this hour? And they were like, no, what are you talking about? It's in May for a good beer week. I'm like, oh, and I checked the post and it was like, it was releasing March 16th in Hamilton, Ontario. God damn it. But it was worth going down because I met Caleb and uh, he took my cousin and I upstairs to the bar. Um, we had a great hazy IPA from Garage Project in New Zealand. 
Um, the bar is beautiful. I'm next year, I swear to God, we're going to spend a whole night there. It was amazing. The okay. tapas was fire. The, the gins and wines and yeah. everything else they had was just exceptional. So Mr. West and Footscray, Carlin Sellers and Thornbury. Um, and I also went to Bad Shepherd as well, which we went last time to meet Will from Crafty Pint. They yes. interviewed me for some, um, for an article there. It was like Aussie expats. Aussie ex- Auss- Aussie's doing stuff overseas in beer. Yeah. And um, we got to go back there and meet with Derek, the owner, and his cute-ass son, Eli. Mum <laughs> uh, took care of him while I was chatting with him. From like Ontario or something? He's from uh, Northern Ontario. He said yeah. he told me the name of it somewhere between Thunder Bay and Sudbury. Okay, like cool. really far out. How random? Super random, yeah. right? He's hella cool. We've been in Australia thirteen years. Why is he in Australia? He had a Why job. He worked for Kraft. Kraft uh, Foods. Like oh, craft. Company. Craft. Oh, K-R-A-T. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I was like, craft. I was like, craft, craft beer, wines. craft tea. Spirits, like, yeah. like, what? <laughs> so he worked for that company. And then he, he met an Aussie girl and they met, got married and um, they started Bad Shepherd. Nice. And he's also on the board of Good Beer Week. So I saw him there as well. I didn't get to actually chat with him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, the Australian trip was super sick. Um, some great breweries. Sailor's Grave, the people there were fantastic. Uh, Hop Nation, of course. Got to meet those guys. I met Steve from Tallboy and Moose uh, in Preston. And Steve is the Moose, meaning he's from Toronto. So he's the Toronto yeah, dude. I kept awesome. meeting American people like <laughs> Tiffany Waldron we had on the podcast. Yeah. There's a girl who was working with Modus Operandi who was um, there from uh, Sydney or New South Wales, somewhere there. And she was American. I just kept meeting like everybody was from up here. Yeah. I think I thought that was why they were familiar with the podcast. They're like, yeah, that, yeah, could that dude or whatever. It, yeah. Like, yeah. Which I quite like. So it looks like there's a huge tie-in. So huge shout to everybody we connected with in Australia. I'm super excited about what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. Um, great people, great beer. Very impressed. I thoroughly enjoyed what I tried a shit ton of haze. I brought a bunch back yeah. as well to keep going. I was going to ask it. you, like, what's the, what do you feel in comparison <clears throat> to like North America? Because are, is everyone traveling to North America and adopting like the techniques that we're using, I guess, to create these hazy IPAs? Like, is that, or are they making their entire own version of like hazy ipas you know mm. how there's like i'm, I'm very <clears> curious <throat> to hear like what that well, how that, that compares like, like how well, that... you'll get to try some as we go through them not right now but like yeah we're gonna have others what I... were your thoughts though because you were trying a bunch of hazy ipas i tried to like, say they compare yeah. or like what's or are they, they compare for sure no okay. the same thing yeah. everything's kind of the same there's been no i don't think there's been enough when know, i was there know. they weren't really i felt no. like there wasn't any we, and we, to be fair we tried like four yeah. I think I just, last time I checked, it was like high 60s, early 70s is how many beers I tried. Okay. Or reviewed, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. while I was there. A lot of those were in New England. That was really yeah. what I focused, like I really drew nice. down on those. Yeah. Anything with lactose just or- New England IPAs being made in Australia. Australia, right? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, it, was, it was definitely better than last year. Okay. There's still a lot uh, of work to be done, I think. Yeah. But I think as far as what you're referring to, like how do they know what to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, the recipes online, some of them have traveled. They go to the CBC, the cra- um, awesome. what's that called? What's that sound for? The Craft Beer Conference. Conference. Brewers Conference, thank you. Yeah. In Denver's this year in yeah. um, April next month. Oh, nice. Um, I really want to go, but I want to go to GABF. It's instead. not only for brewers? No, we can totally go, but I guess it's no, less point for us. It's more point going to GABF. Really, yeah. Because there's other events surrounding Definitely it. down for GABF. Or we're going for sure. It doesn't yeah. matter what happens. <laughs> um, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, incredible. But yeah, no, there was definitely an improvement. There was a few ones I had. I was like, damn, this is really good. Yeah. And then, um, as you know, a few others. I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Okay. But that's kind of what I expected. It was a, it was a growth from 2018 when we went. Yeah. And, and that again was a growth from uh, mid 2016 when we went. So I feel like next year uh, when we go again, it'll be more fire. Okay. Um, I'm very impressed. Oh, and I brought a bunch of Vermont because we just gone to Vermont like right before I left a yeah. couple of days. So I brought some beers for uh, my cousin and for Chris from Mr. Banks and another mate, Tim. Shouts to Tim. He hooked me up. I owe him. Like I gave him like seven or eight beers or something and he gave me like 21 hazy IPAs and a 
um, a barrel aged sour or something nice. special thing. They don't really do so much out there. So I kind of owe him because uh, I feel like Cook that sure. was a little more like it was kind of like my stuff was worth more. He gave him some like interesting Vermont stuff. I gave him some good stuff. Like, never, yeah. Yeah, I go everyone Haiti Top, Super Sunshine. So I gave him some yeah. fire and some stuff from Ben Hill, some yeah. stuff that I, I just picked up. So um, hopefully those beers gave Did you bring Focal Banger? No, just heady. Oh. I couldn't fit any more. I brought a case already, oh, yeah. okay. which is the limit. And I should have is actually better. Well, for, in my opinion, it's he- better now. But no, I guess heady topper is famous, more famous. If they haven't tried anything before, yeah. it's kind of better than yeah. heady, right? So, uh, yeah, Australia wins, and uh, it was a good time. So I'd be very curious to see if they have adopt their own type of style. Okay. I think that'll be very interesting to see. Okay, speaking of that, I was actually going to bring it for this. Yeah. Um, I could get it if we want to, but I, it's a Victorian pale ale made with all Victorian ingredients. See, like, that's interesting to me. I want to see, like, because they oh, they're, they're the ones with the, like, we'll do it next. Yeah, everyone wants their hops, right? Yeah. So I'm curious to see, like, if they're the ones that have immediate access, like, could they create something that's... Okay, cool. You're bringing it out. Nice. Oh, no, we'll have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And also all the cans, all the Australian beers are... Um, Short cans. Yeah. Various. Look, 375 mil, yeah. 355 mil, 341 mil, like 330 mil. Yeah. Everything's different. So this, is, this is the first beer with including Victorian yeast. They had to get the Victorian yeast from a yeast bank in California, funnily enough, from okay. White Labs. Because <laughs> they harvested it in the 1800s and someone used to use it. And yeah. it was called like the Melbourne yeast strain or something. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's actually on the vlog. Oh, hopefully. I was trying to maybe drop that tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to. I can well, edit, edit, edit in the car. car. We're going yeah. to Toronto tomorrow. Um, but anyway, yeah, so this is like, this This is, you know, this is really good. I really like this too. Yeah, because um, just curious to see like. There you go, bam. Nice. That's actually a really good point. So you see like uh, the, the difference in yeah. um, what they've done. I was very impressed with that. So nice and fruity and stuff. And like basically they have a, the main style that's really unique. I've never seen yeah. anywhere else is the XPA, like extra. Ah, uh, see, that was pepper. something I saw you um, share. Yeah, I had a few of those. Yeah. Like the okay. Bolter one is the one that keeps, I brought that. Uh, they keep winning the number one and the... Uh, Gab's great Australian beer spectacular um, thing they do, right? <laughs> spectacular. Australia. They do it every year. Um, at uh, it's like a, a it's like the tra- they have a beer festival. It's a traveling beer festival. It goes to New Zealand. Does it go to New Zealand? No, they do. Maybe it's part of the good week. It's all part of the same kind of companies. They have you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne okay, yeah. events and stuff. Yeah. I think they do have in New Zealand or they have other ones. It's very kind of tied up. But <clears throat> um, they people make beers for that. And uh, Baltic, the XBA keeps winning number one. They do like the hottest 100 beers because it's mirroring the hottest 100 Triple J songs. They oh, do cool. on Australia Day yeah. every year. Um, so, yeah, that's Triple the closest Triple J thing. is a famous <clears throat> Australian radio station. It's the only nationally syndicated youth network. So, basically, with music, it's part of the reason, one of the reasons we left as far as our music. If you don't get on Triple J, you're not getting anywhere in Australia. And uh, the type of music we make isn't really their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, well, I'm not going to do shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it was super interesting. So, I guess we'll, we'll get to that when we, uh, when awesome. we go in and batch up. It was super cool. Yeah. So, I guess we've had a nice solid 20 minute intro there. Let's talk about marketing, marketing craft beer. Craft beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So one thing we've noticed, and we say this, I feel like we say it a decent amount, but if you're not really in detail, I just feel like something like marketing in an industry like craft beer, which is very passionate, people are very passionate about it, is art meets science. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, there's less savage business people in the industry than they are in others. Would that be accurate? I'd say it's more community focused than competition or like focused um, or a competitor commerce. or commerce focused. Yeah. But also like, because there's more of a community, everyone's not like trying to, I guess like outplay each other in a way. 
And yeah. marketing is generally about being at the forefront and making sure you amplify your brand and that you're ahead of everybody and that you are making the most money out of your competitors. Yes. So, yes, that may be the community focus of that. It takes that away a bit. Right. And generally then, so because of that, breweries don't really spend as much time as uh, people like us who are marketers by trade, by profession, by like, you know, education, mm-hmm. um, that as we would like to see. And people don't take it seriously. And there's a huge lack of understanding. There's huge misunderstandings that I personally have a, uh, a not a beef, but like a um, an issue with yeah. um, that I would like to rectify. Okay. We're going to address some of those things today. And yes. some of them even happen today on Twitter again. It drives me nuts. Um, I want to sort of just go into detail. I've mentioned it briefly, kind mm-hmm. of, I feel like I'm live on, with Tio, like drunkenly, because it kind of pisses me off. That could have happened. You get passionate. I get passionate. I get passionate. Yeah. So I'm going to be more articulate and not yes, so mad yes, about yes. it. But um, basically, yes. We want... And this is marketing in the form generally of more social media when you think about it. Primarily. Because. And the things surrounding that. Marketing also encompasses like events and doing things like that. And I, the majority of brewers aren't or breweries aren't really messing around and not participating in events and things like that. Yeah. So marketing can encompass like all those in-person things as well. And like the festivals that you go to and then the events you have yourself. So usually that's like, I feel like a standard part that most breweries <clears throat> do not miss out on. Right. It's really like the social media component and basically the digital era. I feel that gets lost. Yes. Um, especially when you look at it in comparison to Mac, the macro breweries yeah like who are actually trying to make sure that they maintain their dominance and fight each other yes to make sure that they stand and fight craft and fight craft as well yeah reasonably so because it's so much better and And you want to make sure that you drown that quality out or buy them out (laughs) or buy them out. just buy them out and then uh they own it anyway and then they can actually capitalize on it so marketing we've noticed as marketers that yeah and we speak in depth to owners a lot Mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like we and of course we own high season we run that we have had brewery clients we do have brewery clients i don't know if we want to go into that really or just really no well basically we've had in ontario primarily we have one in los angeles right now Mm -hmm. um brewery clients and you know we've we've had some really good results with our brewery clients uh we're in a very unique position because of the podcast our our passion and sort of knowledge of beer Mm -hmm. um our want to make sure that like craft beer dominates so yeah. like that, we're very invested, I guess, personally. In yeah, sure we just want to see them all win. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's great for, you know, and I feel like nobody, is, you know, in our social media world, we're very well positioned to be like, well, we know a, a, more about being than the average if you just went to an agency or hired somebody or whatever. It's not, you're not going to know what we know. Yeah. As far as like how to promote beer, how to capture it, how to discuss with members of the community, like that, the verbiage and stuff like that. Yeah. Like we're very uniquely positioned and we get to talk at length to these people that I, I know we have a huge, uh, huge, no, I only have a strong uh, following from the industry because um, the people in the industry want to hear the other people in the industry talk. Yeah. And that's why I think the people in Australia were familiar because they watch anything that's industry based, right? So Makes like sense, instead yeah. of you're not gonna be able to ask questions to the guys from founders all the time, so might as well watch that podcast. Yeah. Or listen to the podcast that uh, yeah. they get to sit down with them. So, you know, we get a, we kind of get into it a little bit, but this is sort of why we want to talk about it. Like, you know, maybe what people are doing right, what they're doing wrong and how it can be fixed. And I hope uh, at the end of this that people could learn something from it. Because this is stuff that we've, we've started, actually started a YouTube channel ourselves for high season. This mm-hmm. is also not supposed to be just promo for that, but it's just yeah. That's what I was like, let's not talk about our clients. <clears throat> I was trying not to promote ourselves promote or anyone, them, yeah. but yes. <laughs> but yeah, we started one to spread the knowledge and kind of share this information. Yeah. It is our goal that 
well, obviously anyone that we come in touch with succeeds, but we're, particularly in this industry, it's very important to us that craft beer wins. And I think as well as the space gets more and more crowded, I think it's, and breweries keep buying out. I'm sorry, mega breweries are being <clears throat> purchasing other breweries. Yep. I think it's important that the, the craft guys you know, stay take competitive. Take it seriously, right? Stay competitive and, and yeah, take it seriously. So why do you think breweries aren't taking marketing seriously? I think a lot of people, marketing just falls kind of at the wayside. Mm-hmm. And the in, reason, in the industry or just in general? Um, just in general. Okay. And digital marketing. Digital marketing. Okay. And that's just because it's another so thing it's added you? to your plate in a bunch of things that you have to do already. Maybe a lack so of that's understanding. one. And two, a lack of understanding. Yeah. Like you're like, oh yeah, like this Facebook, great, wonder, wonderful, whatever. Instagram, cool. I use it in my own personal account but you don't find the value in it and you're generally not willing to put money up or put time into something that you don't completely understand. Fair. Um, and that's exactly kind of it. Um, and we noticed that, you know, if you want to say social media specifically, we've noticed that a lot of breweries, breweries sort of, you know, maybe take a casual approach to it. Maybe they just get, um, and this is something that we always fighting against as a social media agency owners. Mm-hmm. Um you know, maybe people get the secretary to do, like receptionist to do it, or you get your nephew or your niece to do it, or the bartender interns. in between doing yeah. interns. Like yeah. people who are just sort of like you know give them busy work, yeah. and they're not trained in it, they don't understand it, they're not posting with intention, they're not managing the community right. Yeah, um, they're posting terrible low res photos, yeah, low quality photos, um, flyers that are being ugly, very inconsistent. So really, not capitalizing. On, on an opportunity point, right? and capitalizing, yeah. Like in the end, like when you look at something like Instagram, there's over a billion people <clears throat> on Instagram. Right. Alone, like, not including the two billion yeah. on Facebook. And I think it was like 500 million daily people accessing Instagram. Which is insane. So that's nuts. There are a ton of people. That's just like such a gold mine. Like in no other time in the world was there this opportunity that you could directly just reach people and for free. And for free. Think about like the what the cost of what a television commercial was back in the day. And now you could just post something if you're boosted even better, but organically you could reach a ton of people. So to be in this era where like you can have your brand, you could create an entire brand on social, market your business to people, and you could do this for free and manage a community and talk directly to the people who could be your customers, potential customers, mm-hmm. and people who might have had a bad experience and you can bring them back in. Like, it's incredible that this is an era. And I think the entire digital era that we're part of now where like YouTubers are exploding and influencers and all these things just shows the power of social. Right. Social media won Donald Trump in election. Yeah. So if facts. you want to talk about like power, <clears throat> there's, yeah, there's power. In that. So essentially. Which is interesting because the same people who say like, oh, social media doesn't work. They'll be like, oh, oh damn but, Facebook. Uh, rigging elections. Rig the election. <laughs> blah, blah. So it's like, what is it? It's either one or the other. That's a great point. And it is that social media is that powerful. So if it can win elections, it could definitely get people in your brewery. <laughs> there's like, that is low level on the, on, on the grand scheme of how powerful it is. Well said. Amazing. And it ha- so therefore it would be, um, somewhat absurd and very like like short sighted for breweries then mm-hmm. to ignore social media or at least not take it seriously. Definitely, there yeah. are so many breweries that are not on Twitter that don't even own the handle. There yeah. are so many breweries that you and know, Twitter is interesting too because when you look at like certain communities, like say the Ontario craft beer community, we always say like there's certain we, we analyze so we that. pay attention, yeah. but there's certain areas that are more popular depending on the region. For or so craft, certain yes. platforms. So, for example, Twitter, huge in Ontario craft huge. beer. 
like huge okay you're the wife um, so as a brewery that's definitely a lost opportunity when you're not on this platform where everybody just is just to be tagged yeah just to be tagged to, 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 to connect stuff, like, especially when like I see things online I saw a post earlier today actually and somebody was just like had this beer it was garbage it was trash could have been just a bad batch who knows but the brand's nowhere to be found yep. so all I know is I saw that I don't see an explanation as to why what would have caused that beer to like taste that way mm-hmm. but I do know I likely won't pick it up in LCBO Right, because now I just read a terrible review about it, and I'm not going to waste my five. And the brewery didn't come in to. But be if the like, brewer was hey, like, "Hey, give me the know. batch number. What's we'll going on? It or we'll give you something else." And then yeah. offers like, "Oh, <clears throat> you know what? Thank you. Three people have reported this, so clearly something's wrong. We're going to take it off the shelf." And, and that's not a bad thing. Breweries that's not want a bad to thing. know that you should have that information. And you should probably. I would. I think that's a little rude when people do that. If it's like the entitlement of some other. Yeah, no, you should definitely just DM, DM them. <laughs> just don't be an on the asshole. side of the consumer. Yeah, just don't be a jerk. Because then you're like, yeah, them. fuck yeah. this brewery. Look at their book. I'm like, yeah. you know, you don't need to do that. I'll give them the, the um, benefit, benefit of the, the doubt. doubt that uh, I'm going to give also the consumer the benefit of the doubt that perhaps they reached out via DMs. Oh wait, they couldn't because there was no the brewery wasn't on. But then they Twitter. would have to go to another. So media. then you're like, they oh, went to Twitter to bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. They could have gone to Instagram or Facebook and emailed or something. Email or something. Hey guys, I purchased this. This is what happened. Yeah. If the brewery um, is even active on social. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's the main thing. So that's the one thing. Like, you know, be kind, guys. Understand that, like, you know, breweries are a small business. They're small businesses, unless they're owned by uh, Anheuser-Busch or whatever. <laughs> but they're small businesses owned by a few people yeah. who are just trying to make a go of it. And sometimes things happen. Sometimes bad things go on. So don't... Yeah go and shit on them publicly now if the beer is bad and you and it's just in like objectively bad then i guess yeah go for it but in the end i guess we're all allowed to to we're all allowed I'm saying as to consumers to say, do in the want. nice-hearted place you could say that yeah. but we're all allowed as consumers to vent and complain on twitter if we want to and so it's are, your yes. job to be there when that person is venting so there that you can turn that around Facts. that's on you you have to be the one to control the conversation and the way that you do that is to be where your consumers are so you never miss anything and that's the key thing you just said there controlling the conversation having a social media presence uh as a brewery owner um as uh you know even if just as a brewery as a company it doesn't matter what industry you're in it's so key because if people are talking about you and you're not a part of that conversation then you've lost control and then maybe there's going to be misinformation such as the example tiff gave about a bad batch or a bad beer or whatever it might be um Sorry, by the way, if we're jumping up and down is because there's only two of us. <laughs> Normally, Tiff is the one behind the cam- uh, cameras changing batteries. So, but no, I'm actually, yeah, I'm changing Changing the battery on the B cam right there. <laughs> and the uh, the A cam's going to need to be changed, so it's flashing at us. Yeah. But it's yeah. fine. Uh, this one lasts a bit longer. Right, home, so it's easier. Exactly. So, this yeah. is like a chill podcast. Actually, I love these ones where we get to just like have a bit less pressure yeah. and just talk about some, some stuff. But yeah, so basically it's like controlling the conversation. That's the key. That's what we need to be doing. Or that's what you need to be doing. Um... So yes, you say Ontario Craft Beer has a so strong presence. What's actually interesting is knowing your market. So for example, yeah. Know Ontario your market. Craft, if you're Ontario, Ontario Craft Beer. Twitter yeah. is super strong um, and Instagram is really strong. There's not a lot of activity happening on Facebook for Ontario Craft Beer. Quebec, on the other hand, is Facebook over and above everything. It's unbelievable. Like <laughs> Quebec Capsule, is Facebook's dream. They use the community Capsule so Beer well. has They're like so good at, 15K yeah. um, people in the group. Crazy. Which is huge. It's yeah. where all the conversation goes down. All the drama is going down there. There's always drama with beer, but like that's where the conversation happens in and a lot pretty much most other networks from or areas I've seen, most of them happen um on Instagram. It's very, very key because beer is visual. There's so many accounts now yeah. that people are just posting pictures of their beers and whatever. So Instagram is the perfect medium for that. Of course. Um Twitter's good for like you said, like conversation in general. Customer um, management. 
Customer management, like you said, yeah. people are bitching. But like this, yeah. like I, you know, as we say, we do a podcast and I go promote it across it. I like, I want to say six, six out of ten, maybe sixty percent of breweries do have it. Even have the Twitter, like <laughs> like Twitter the Twitter. I know, right? I mean, I <laughs> meant to, I meant to say like yeah. a, a Twitter. <laughs> It's been a long day, guys. I'm jet lagged. You know, when you're on the Facebook, you gotta <laughs> you gotta make sure you're communicating. <laughs> we always give shit to people who say Um so yeah. essentially just you know have a presence on all the networks. Now, even if you don't use it, just own the handle and key thing is keep it consistent. If it's like X beer or X brewery across one, make it the same on everything yeah, where possible yeah. to make it simple. And if you can't get it on one, try and figure out something else that you can get across everything. That's what you should do when you first start your yeah. accounts. It makes and it easy to, for people to find. As you, you can see, we yeah. you know we follow us at BOS Podcast everywhere on all social media at High Season Co everywhere. Yeah, that's little plugs go did that. Yeah, well but done. it's consistent everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. Just find BOS Podcast. You'll find it. Website, like all social. So. That's that's the first thing about knowing where your audience is and make yeah. sure you're speaking to them on their terms, um, in those places. Yeah. Engage constantly in social. So engagement's also a big one, and yeah. that's one of the things. So like, yes, yeah, yes, you should have your account set up everywhere and be ready to receive any information, put out information, and kind of control the conversation. Mm -hmm. But yes, engaging. Once you have people who are showing general interest in you, it is such a missed opportunity to not like say what up back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like to talk and engage with them. One, it's good for the algorithm. So the more you comment and reply back and forth, you actually just increase your ranking so your posts get seen more mm -hmm. and your account is deemed as like more interesting. So from uh, from an algorithm perspective, it's just more beneficial. Yeah. But in terms of like, from like your fans loving you and like wanting to like, I know, I guess that it kind of increases brand loyalty when you look at it. So like being like, oh my gosh, like this ex-brewery is talking to me. Like Collective Arts, every time I reply to them, they always give, send some, say something back to me. Like yeah. you become more attached to that. It doesn't well. take much to make people love oh, you. Oh gosh, no, no. One no. little response. Some of our clients, like without like mentioning all names and stuff, like the fun one. Yeah. Like every time I respond to them, um, I can talk to them in a way in like the Toronto slang and they yeah. eat it up. If yeah. I get, if I just respond to one little tweet and I search for the, the brand name so I can go and yeah. respond to them. And what you also should be doing is proactively searching because they don't always um, at mention you. Mm -hmm. um, the response, like I'll get a follow back and then they'll send a picture the next day of them in the store yeah. e eating the food. Like yeah. it's amazing to me, like what a small And that's just from replying and that yeah. actually will make the brand, like say, I think their average ticket price is like $10, $12. So as soon as you say something, you're like, hey, come through. That's and they're I like, said. hey, I came through. Came through. And then the they send you a picture. It's so like, you just made $12 from something. replying with a thought, like with like two so seconds. Do. Hey, come yeah. by. And then they'll have the next day, yeah. they're like, here, I bought a four pack from the yeah. brewery. And then you got yeah. 20 bucks in your pocket yeah. from 10 seconds of work on Twitter. Yeah. And that's something I think um, that that's what we, that's our job as marketers to express that yeah. to people. But like breweries just need to really understand that. Like, yeah, it's so valuable. So valuable, so deeply valuable. And that's the thing that upsets us as marketers when we're watching it as beer fans and watching these missed opportunities yeah. day by day or by day. Or people just be like, hey, where can I get this? Crickets. And it's like, oh gosh, that's a sale. I right want to go in there and respond yeah. for them. Like, and it's like, we're not trying to say everything's about money, but this is business, right? We can never forget that in the end, craft beer is a business. It's fun. It's great that everybody's in a community with each other and everybody loves each other. Yeah, I cracked that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's great that it's a community and everybody loves each other. That's very, very cool. And I think that's why we love craft beer is because of that community aspect. Beautiful, yeah. But it's still a business. So we want to make sure that everybody stays in business. And I think social is such a key component of that. Um, I agree. So, so this is why we emphasize things like being on top of it. Yep. 
Hundred percent. I'm sorry to make your neck that. Oh no worries. Just cracking real quick, just to pause for a moment. The uh, Bad Shepherd Victoria Pale Ale. I'm gonna put a little bit of water in there just to give it a quick rinse. Um, this is uh, 4.2%, um, and it's made with all Australian ingredients, all Victorian ingredients, I'm sorry. Like they even show on the can where the malt's from, yes, where malt. the hops are yeah, from. Yeah, that's very cool. Okay. Where the yeast is from. Um, so this one was is really cool. Uh, super impressed. This is, I guess, as Australian as it gets, mate. Australia. Australia. Get that in ya. Never miss a drop. <laughs> Put in Cheers. Ya. Fruity, nice and crisp and clean. Yeah. Super malty, like it's I malt like forward. Malt, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the malt forward pails, but this I really liked because it's got the fruity hops and maybe this is the yeast as well, that yeah. Melbourne yeast. It's like a flavor I've never tasted before. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, is it unique? Very unique. Doesn't yeah. even matter about the hops. That's what I was asking like, for. I wanted to taste something yeah. very like. I thought, I'm glad you had to try this one. So yeah, now you're not drinking a ton of beer right now. So no. today's a beer day for you, clearly. Today's a beer day. So anyway, um, engage, respond to every comment, respond to every DM, make your customers feel, or potential customers feel like you care. Like, yeah. And you should, you do clearly care. It's your business. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're talking to owners mostly here, right? Or yeah. you know, people in charge of marketing for breweries. Um, yeah, don't ignore people ever. Make ever. sure that they're always always yeah. um you know give good them and bad away. don't delete bad comments either great one okay yeah don't i think oh maybe we shouldn't talk about it because i actually didn't see how the whole thing went down but apparently they're an ex-brewery like released some like beer that had a lot of sediment in it i'm just not gonna like but i apparently the Ontario response thing? was not great oh so I apparently they didn't handle it well and maybe some people were complaining got blocked and stuff like that or the comments got deleted and that's really not the way to handle okay we don't have to tell you names so, but if you're in ontario you know what we're talking about the is the recent uh, triple ipa because they're cool released. so i don't want to like shit well, on them or i don't anything. have a relationship at all with yeah. them but i have no problem with them yeah yeah. A lot of people do. They've been blocked. Yeah, their, their social media presence is horrendous. They've been blocking people. Yeah, you can't um, do that. <laughs> like responding rudely and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I heard some different stories about why that particular beer is that way. Isn't it crazy how social media like, can like destroy you? This is why you need to be quick, on it and pay attention. Can't mess around. Now, there's a segue. It's not a segue. I'm just going to put this in another direction. There yeah. was, isn't there a brewery that did like a Black Loggers Matter? Black Lives Matter. People are doing some weird stuff on social lately. I don't know what's going on. And then they end up, I think they end up closing down. (laughs) But now they're closing down because they had so much terrible social media backlash and outrage that they're closing their brewery. That's what social can do. That's how powerful it is. It can make you shut down your entire business that you've strived to build because you're one... Clearly not even thinking, so that's already there's already a lot of issues going there because you're not thinking if you make a block loggers matter. Block. Oh my gosh, wow. Scott's gonna kill me. Scott, <laughs> Scott's gonna Scott always gives shit about saying block. Black loggers matter. That's pretty good. So Toronto that's already accent. a problem. Okay. Okay. So that's already problematic for many reasons, obviously. But then on top oh. of it, when you get this consumer feedback, you just decide to like, like fight them everybody? and attack them, which is just, Or make up excuses and shit. Like, come yeah, on, man. No. And now you're ruined. So there you go. It doesn't take long to be cancelled these days. The cancel culture culture is not positive, but at the end of the day, though, it's what it is. Yeah. And if you've got to behave accordingly, like you don't have to kiss everybody's ass, but just be sensitive. Be like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't make fun of a political organization that's trying to help an oppressed (laughs) group of people who have been fucked over for literally hundreds of years. Maybe let's not refer to that. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lighthearted joke. This is the problem with, I mean, that's a whole other conversation is diversity and beer. Shouts to Rand, shouts to Tio and Benny out there, Crowns of Hops in LA. Donate to their crowdfunding campaign. Link in the description. Yeah. Good idea. We'll put it in there. Check them out. Uh, They're killing the game and they're really pushing that message forward and just seeing that now they're 
about to build their own brewery in Los Angeles with an investment from BrewDog and yeah. what they're doing and pushing diversity and some of the responses to what they're doing from very small-minded people is very, very sad, but they're attacking it in a real positive light yeah. and, and giving them an explanation um, to why they do what they're doing, yeah. um, which is what you need to do. I mean, and you're going to get some idiots as well. But Always, the most part idiots, yeah. is super positive responses because they're handling it well and they're approaching. And that's why Ren is really good. Ren does the same thing. And um, I can tell She's it's frustrating. Patient. Yeah, it's patient. And yeah. I think it wears thin on uh, on her. And I'm sure it wears thin sometimes. on all of them, yeah. Because um, it's a lot to take on to try and attack these, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not attack, but respond to these sort of ridiculous claims that from people who just don't understand. And craft beer, unfortunately, is a very... Uh, as a monoculture, ethnically, for the most part, white dudes with beards. And as you can see, two white guys <laughs> with the beards holding things. But we do have a black woman on the team who is like, essentially just doesn't run with that. Three team, white so. dudes with beards, actually. Oh, yeah, Brad, too. We have yeah. three white dudes with beards. Um, <laughs> you know, but we're very aware of that. We are very immersed in multi- multiple cultures yeah. through our friends and family and people that we, you know, like love and care for. So, like, it's important to us that if yeah. we walk into a brewery, I don't want to just see white guys with beards. It's weird. I want to see what I see on the yeah. outside. And that's something that people like Rand and Tio and Benny are working towards. So kind of another conversation, but just something to be aware of. And I'd encourage uh, anybody working at a brewery to be very conscious of that and be very careful about appropriating culture and stuff, such as hip hop culture, where people keep putting Biggie on, on labels and mm-hmm. using hip hop references when nobody. I like what Tio said, which was that this is so off topic now, no, I but like you might think of that, but it's always worth a conversation and never assuming because you don't know if that brewer could be a 45 year old white guy. Could be but the like, dopest producer been, of all yeah, time. Yeah. He could have been a great producer, could have grown up in New York and just loved Biggie for his entire life or something right. like that. You just never know. So like conversation. Well, even like, like you want to talk like Kate, Troy from Casey, all his yeah. fermenters are named after producers, but he has oh, his beers so after, but yeah, he's he a hip hop head and yeah, we had a great so hip hop cool. conversation. Yeah, yeah. And that was unexpected for me. Yeah. And I was You're very, like, what? May I ask you questions? Yeah. And I was and like, talk about this. <laughs> it was one of the most exciting things in an interview when yeah. I realized that people are hip hop heads. Like, yeah. I love it because I never meet people who are hip hop heads in, in, in beer for the most part. So yeah. it's really fun for me to talk about that as someone who grew up in the culture, even from afar. Like, yeah. The culture is everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole separate topic, but just something else to keep in mind that kind of sits alongside the marketing because mm-hmm. it affects uh the marketing because it actually right? is marketing like yeah that's the whole thing that co- people of color are not marketed to which is why they're not really present absolutely but that's why crowds and hops i think are doing their initiative is really really cool because they're making people of color excited about craft beer and how yep. are they doing that via social media via social media and, they're and events and events and you just and see, they're killing it go follow them at crowns and hops uh everywhere and um they are just doing some exceptional work in that world and you know what they um what you can just do it from underneath that without taking it off oh yeah yeah it's okay guys camera battery change you know how it'll go so um yeah diversity is key now one other thing i had here under the social media part was do we want to go over just some light best practices or do we not really want to touch that here? We don't have to. Because although you can go check our high season videos if you wanted yeah, to honestly, see Yeah, them. we have so many talking about best practices. And we're always happy to help and talk about it. I put it on the floor. Because we've seen like what works for clients and stuff like that in various industries, including craft beer. So it's definitely something that we're always... Yeah, like feel free to hit us up. And a lot of, you know, breweries that I have uh, relationships with, you know, they talk to you regularly or whatever, Tiff and I, um, you know, 
any anyone is more. I've had a few of people just hit me up and ask ask me questions, and I'm more than like I you said, that. more than happy to ask because I mean answer them because it's like we want you to win, even if you're not our client, you're not paying us. We want you to win. It's really important. Should we charge any of these or not? Don't bother. Not right now. It's okay. fine. Um, we want everyone to win. So as far as best practices, like a few just off the top of the head without going in any detail whatsoever, high resolution photos at all times. Without question. Use a, get a camera, use a high quality smartphone. Don't be posting iPhone 4 photos. On that, I have to say, like even I remember our uh, podcast with um, um, Bellwoods. Yeah. Oh, and Luke I remember was, Luke was taking was. a picture. No, but I'm saying, and they were great, but with like an iPhone 8. It was like he had like a whatever, the highest, whatever the highest tier iPhone was. So they were kept coming out really well still. So you don't need a DSLR camera. Like portrait mode is lit on the iPhone 8 and 8. Yeah. Well, I think they're on, probably on Samsung's. It's probably on Android phones. Probably Android phones don't have better cameras. Sa- well. Yeah, man. We're iPhone people, but. We're iPhone people, but man, those Androids. Hey, man. You got to you got to give some, them props where props they, Yeah, they got some good, some good cameras going on. But either way, you, it's don't feel pressure that you need a DSLR camera. It's completely possible. Luke from Bellwoods was doing that, taking the photos. I watched them on the floor, taking them. They look great. Put probably like a quick edit on them and sent them out and they looked great. Yeah. As long as you're taking at least um, a well-framed image. Or an interesting image. And you're good to go. You have the tool in your hand. We all have phones. Yeah, exactly. And generally, uh, hopefully a good enough model to, to warrant to be able to take a photo with. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Uh, keep the feed consistent if you're looking at Instagram as far as visual aesthetics. Um, make Do you have sh- any brands you love that you think are killing the... One of our favorites is Dominion City, which we have one of their beers. Yeah. We're gonna be we actually brought to Dominion City for that, yeah. Yeah, specifically because like their branding is amazing. Collective Arts are fantastic. Yeah, they're really Lord cool. Hobo in Boston. Oh, man, Lord Hobo. Is they've got a beautiful like, crazy, filter across like, everything. this gold, gorgeous yeah. thing happening. See, and that just converts. Fire. Yeah, it just it does. That's all it is. It's like one, you're taking gorgeous images. Two, you're making people thirsty, which is great. But like the main thing is like you want people to convert. So like they land on your page, and like even if they didn't know your beer, they're just like, oh, what is this? Yeah. And then there you go. You've just made a customer. Even if it's just brand awareness. Yeah. And then they don't even drink beer and tell the friends who drink beer about yeah. yo. I follow this dope brewery just because their feed is pretty. Yeah. Like I'm There's sure. There's so that many happens. things. There's so many businesses that are just like they're pretty, so they get follows. And then in the end, you've increased your brand awareness and they're either going to tell their friends about you or they're going to be one to buy because of it. Even and it's if like something no so simple. Yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a little bit of effort, whether you hire someone to do it or figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like all the stuff that we're doing, we just figured it out yeah. over years. I mean, we even put a video, me. which we have, which is like our five favorite tools. And one of them is something that you can edit with to just easily make all your filters exactly the you know, same. We'll put all the, the, the three videos about Instagram it, link in the description. I like that. Good. Okay, because cool. the, uh, there's one about the free tools. There's mm. one how to get your first 1,000 followers and that's how we got a craft brewery client of ours 10,000 followers yeah. over one summer which probably yeah. won't all the all the um, the tenants are still accurate and that are very important. Mm-hmm. The way that the algorithm's set up, it might not get you that much over the way the that my algorithm is set, set up. up. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> um, yeah, that was twenty sixteen. So things have changed drastically since then. We have seen like a lot of. Um, the engagement rates decrease a little bit, so I can't imagine it would be as easily replicable without budget. Yeah. Because we did that organically, no money invested. Yes, correct. But we'll when see. we invest money, like we have a client right now, and because we're putting in ads, they're just growing like crazy, and Insane. that's just what happens because you have you're breaking through the algorithm. That's with it. Money, so which is pretty good, and that's probably the next tip as well. Yeah. Make sure you're uh, you're advertising. Uh, if you got the budget, if you know how to do it, if you don't know, get a professional. Get so underpriced though. 
Yeah. Ads are so underpriced, just like Google was underpriced back in the day. So if you could just put like $10 on something and reach an extra 1,000 people, you have made your money's worth because you've increased your brand awareness by reaching. And particularly how local beer is. Yeah. It's way easier because you yeah. really just have to target that local area. You unless you're a large brewery. You postal codes. Me, yeah. So yeah, if you're a Godspeed brewery and you only want to hit everybody in the East End, like you can actually easily do that. Just do that. Yeah, it's so awesome how targeted and creepy Facebook ads are. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Like I can get down to the perfect person that I want. And that's why everybody's like, oh, I feel like I thought about this sweater and then all of a sudden it showed up on my feed. I'm like, no, that's just good marketing no. because they completely targeted the type of person they want and you're that person. Yeah. That's all. So Pretty it's not much. that Facebook's listening to you. It's that they're really good advertisers behind the brand. There's a lot you can do to target that. Yeah. Um, is there anything other tips that's off the top of the head, or is it pretty much just go check out the video? Yeah, engage. Uh, what'd you say? Yeah, engage, talk to, people. talk to people, take high quality photos, like share high quality photos, try to stick to a consistent theme, use Post hashtags, please. Please use, use hashtags, hashtags and use all 30. 30. Yeah. And put them in the second <laughs> Let me comment. just say the exact same thing. Right? Yeah. In the second comment, not it's in true. the caption, because no one wants to see goddamn hashtags when they're looking at your photos. They want to, you know, you want to hide those away. Get a branded hashtag. Brand it's so cool because you get a library of stuff that people can see what your beers and things look like. So yep. Even yeah. if it's small for now, it'll grow over time. Yeah. But the main thing um, is, and post every day if you can. Yep. Particularly Instagram and then yeah. everything else can kind of follow from there and you can yeah. sort of feel it out. Yeah. But the idea is that most breweries' accounts will be um, Instagram driven. I guess we'll leave it off for a bit, whatever. Mm. Um, and that's that the way that sort of tends to work right now is everything's driven from Instagram and then kind of dispersed through the rest of them. Yeah. Depending on maybe Quebec, it's actually not so much. Maybe Quebec yeah. is more driven through Facebook. Like you got to find out what your audience, where, um, where they are, where they are, how they operate, where they like, you know, where they like to be and how they like to be spoken to. And that's something that you just, there's no rules to this. You just yeah. figure out over time, but you have to spend time figuring it out. Yes. And don't ignore it. It might seem annoying because all you want to do is actually brew the beer and sort of, you know, you got accounting to worry about and payroll and like signage and festivals and blah, blah, blah. I get it. It's, it is tough. It's a lot. Mm. But that's why, you know, like you said, it's free. It's the best opportunity to reach the most people. And, you know, you either hire a professional or get someone on your team to do it. Yeah. Whatever. Someone has to figure it out. If it it's even just... starts with finding that really passionate person on your team, like do that. Yep. Or find, like nurture that. the photographer who's like, you can see he's like an amateur photographer or something like that and invest in the DSLR and give it to them. Yep. And like let them use it and let them take fantastic photos for you and just split the tasks, whatever you need to do, but it's worth it. Like yep. it's so powerful and it's such a missed opportunity. And again, when you look at these, just had a Corona ad like on, on YouTube, YouTube yeah. play before another video, like trash maybe. like there are these huge brands who are trying and making sure to invest all their money in um distracting people from craft beer and distracting people from quality and that's because they have the budget to do so but i feel like if craft beer even just put more effort into it like if every brewer was putting more effort into getting in front of uh people who aren't just generally craft beer fans from the beginning yep we would definitely see the market share increase 100 percent. and also the reason why i say that is because it doesn't just have to be like you're targeting craft beer fans. It's just like once you target somebody based on something else that's related to your brand, like if you are the brewery that like left field is into baseball and stuff like that. I'm sure a bunch of baseball dudes are drinking Crushing Buds. We know that because Scott's friends were Crushing Buds, right? Yeah, facts. But like if you're like marketing to people who love baseball and stuff like that and creating ads like that, then they might be like, okay, cool. And once they try the beer, they will never go back. It's not possible. You cannot have Folgers coffee, then go and have cra like a craft coffee for their way. Yeah. yeah, and then go back to Folgers, 
or go to Tim Hortons, it's not possible. It's not. Once you have something good quality, you're immediately going to convert. So it's very much worth the time investment to market to a wider audience. Facts. And you do that via social very easily because it's free. Because it's free. Someone with a baseball hashtag, you go and find left field and there you go. They convert, they're like, oh, cool, there's like this brewery thing down there and they love baseball. I'll go in and I'll try something like that. Well, they're going to go to a pub afterwards. They're they're gonna gonna go, might as well yeah, go to the baseball Go to the one that's themed and loves you or something like that. So that's just an example. Left Field yeah. also has great marketing too. I love Left Field yeah. and I was thinking it's sort of city. Their team looks so beautiful. Yeah, Left Field yeah. fans, and they're one of the more diverse. They've got a diverse You know what? And that's team. what I'm saying. Their team looks beautiful. Mandy because and Mark are very, it's very smart. diverse and I really love seeing that. It's just everybody. It's a good, yeah. 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 The Beers of Fire, they're lovely. Episode 80, we interviewed them. They were very, very cool, very astute. Very intentional with everything they're doing. Shouts to Kevin as well, working there. Yeah. Kevin's G. Um, like, very, very cool, right? Yeah. Like them, and, and you I'm, said Sawdust. Sawdust. I'm just thinking about Emily. Because yeah, Emily is, is their marketing. Emily's a full-time marketing person for um, Sawdust. She's a designer, graphic designer. That's the ideal scenario, is and that you actually have a full-time person who can that, do yeah. all the stuff. Not everyone yeah. can do that, yeah. though, right? Which is why small businesses have to hustle and figure it out. Yeah. Like, you know, we have to, if we were joking about it, we actually just posted on high season the other day because we hadn't posted in so long because we've been working on this new client yeah. and I'd been away and then we'd just been busy that we yeah. hadn't even focused on our own stuff. And we were like, man, like we need someone to do our social because <laughs> we're running out of time. Yeah. We're running all these clients. Yeah. Plus the BOS and Liquid X Happiness. Go follow Tiffany at Liquid X Happiness, oh, our wine, spirits and plug. coffee uh, companion. Yes, yeah. it's our sister um, companies. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's even hard. You just have to figure out how to do it, yeah. and that's what you do as a business. It's you know you're scrapping, you're bootstrapping it all, and everyone does a bit of everything. Everyone's cleaning, everyone's brewing, everyone's serving. Yeah, doesn't matter what it is. You just do it and figure it out. And, yeah, uh, like bench said, is great. Bench is Vanessa's really good. Vanessa the game. Vanessa's Full disclosure, we did work with them as well, but still, like Vanessa herself, well, we didn't actually create the content for them. We didn't create the content. But, she uh, made sure to get like a photographer that fit exactly what they need. Yeah. She's doing a killer job. Great with the captions. Yeah, very good with the, with the response. You know what? Because we so we dictated with the that response. strategy. Yeah. And then she listened, and then and she did it all. implemented without question. And we're watching them. We start working with Bench maybe last year sometime. It was just leading up to the opening of the It was leading to the opening, so, exactly. Yeah. So that was kind of like in the lead up. So whenever yeah. they opened last year, uh, it was only a month or two out. We mm-hmm. sort of stopped there. And just to watch them continue to grow, to get their community larger, yeah. for her to be engaging with everybody. Like, it makes me really proud yeah. to see her do it because she's yeah. just killing the game. And they're growing really well. And they're just late. Really organically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think they even have much. I don't think they're investing money in ads. That's really fun. No, they were. We did ads for them. I don't know how often oh, they're doing yeah, ads, yeah. but we but did like, run it wasn't ads. A lot, though. Yeah, it's increased brand awareness. It was just their organic, regular posting. That's yeah. what we were busting our ass about. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they did it. So are you going to say yeah. something? Um, I just like that you, uh, we were talking about Bench and how great they are at social. And I wanted to um, segue this into something. Nice. Okay. So one of the times, I don't know, I guess we must have visited Bench. Like two or three Recently? times. Recently? No, sometime oh, we the, podcast the most recent time. Oh, we need to do the podcast. Yeah, we met Mark. Check that out. Mark is a G. So cool, that guy. Aussie. <laughs> yeah. Love him. Very Love cool guy. Amazing um, bro. Posted, all of a sudden, a follower of mine on Liquid Happiness comments, and they're like, oh, wow, that looks great. You know, I am going to Niagara. You think I should stop by, like, Bench? You think I'd like it? I'm like, yeah, you know, like, that farmhouse saison is really good. You, you made I a post about Bench? I made a post personally on my Liquid on, Happiness account. Stories of? No, on my feed. The feed. Um, Sherry was just talking about how much I love Veo's my favorite beer that they have yeah, it's Veo it's like um, Viognier wine Viognier uh, wine just infused in beautifully into the in Saison it's so it delicious and gorgeous Fruita, I think it's Fruita yeah I believe so so soft um, just beautiful. soft and lovely um, so I posted about it just creaming all over it and um, someone <laughs> and then a follower of mine commented and was like oh that's very cool like I'm going to Niagara maybe I should stop by I'm like yeah I definitely love them these are the things I love and recommend 
not two days later, posts something with a ridiculous merch, like three. I could probably, oh, I should Bruce. probably screenshot it. Yeah, Bruce. Shout out to Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce is Morris. Awesome. He's very, very cool. So Bruce posts and like he has like all he this merch, all the bottles buys together. all the bottles, bought prowlers, <laughs> bought everything. It was like, thanks so much, Tiff. And like, see you from BOS podcast, like went there, loved bench. One post on I Instagram. I, really, well, I told him we're meeting you, him. Yeah, 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 we're meeting him in person. Bruce. We're having a beer with Bruce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one Instagram post. So what I want to say is saying, that is exactly that, that gentleman, a follower of mine who I actually really, really like dearly, Bruce, saw that post, trusted what I said, went to bench and probably made them $100 in one hour. I oh, no, he ate. He even ate. So, so now that he buy merch, do this thing, he probably gave them a good amount of his money because he trusted what somebody in the industry because said. Because we had a relationship with him. We both do. Yeah. Because he follows both of us. Yeah. And he asks us, he, he comments on yeah. what we're doing. He lets us know what he's doing, which yeah. I like a lot. Yeah. And then that resulted in a sale for the brewery. So what I would like to segue this into is influencer marketing. Yes. A very touchy subject <laughs> in the beer world right yeah. now, apparently, due to a Huge recent Huge on digital. Instagram specifically. Yeah. Influencer marketing. Last year was a billion dollar industry. So I can't imagine what, what it is gonna this year. What it's going to be now. Yep. I, I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but I'm assuming it's on track to being a $2 billion industry. Influencer marketing is huge. It works. It's very effective when it is done correctly. Yes. So do you want to explain what is, I don't know, take a sip. Thank you. Thank you. Influencer marketing, uh, we've been talking about it a bunch on High Season. Um, there was a, a bit of a controversial article, which we'll get to kind of what they were talking about uh, as far as- I actually the, didn't even see the controversy, so oh, I'm I curious it. to hear it. I wasn't yeah. like people were just, they just basically shitting on, no, he wasn't. It was a very balanced article, but mm -hmm. like everyone seemed like mad surprised by it. And okay. it's absolutely nothing that we haven't said over the last four years of being in business yeah. and talking about influencer marketing through our blogs, mm -hmm. through our recent vlogs. Like we've been yeah. saying it from time. Yeah. It says, and most this was aimed are... at a, it was just written by a beer writer yeah. who had been in, in sort of the other world perfect marketing yeah. world so we understood it mm -hmm. but we don't write in high season just for beer we write for for everything yeah kind of more generally so i was happy to see that message being pushed but i just think people maybe not misunderstood it but uh took it a little far and there's something i'm gonna i want to touch alongside like public relations and stuff alongside influencer marketing yeah because it's kind of it's the same type it's the same of thing, thing so right? i want to cover it's influencer like first version, and then pr yeah. so do you want to explain i'm just going to use the washroom do you want to explain what influencer yeah. marketing is okay so i will quickly uh break down what influencer marketing is so for those that don't know uh, influencer marketing has been around forever uh because celebrities have been getting things for a very long time so we all know like celebrity endorsements have always been a really big thing uh whether you're getting beyonce's getting uh, mascara and advertising mascara to you rihanna's doing stuff whatever artist the wayne gretzky is advertising nikes i don't know whatever but it's nothing new that celebrities have been getting things the only difference now is there's a new form of celebrity they are micro celebrities and they live online and have online careers so influencer marketing is just the new form of celebrity endorsements it's better in my opinion because they're targeted and they're more niche when done right so when you look at um say i'm i was using us and bruce as an example to just get into the segue yeah. we're obviously into liquids so liquids are a thing i love i'm we're wine beer beer on this podcast wine coffee. spirits coffee we love liquids so we're very niche we're not the hugest influencers of all time i actually don't like the term it. influencer it annoys me greatly 
but I hire influencers all the time on behalf of clients and right. stuff like that. And what it is, and in terms of having influence, is having the ability to move people to action. So anyone that you have and that you hire, that you see, that can actually mobilize an audience and get them to perform a certain action is an influencer. Yes. Um, and who has a, essentially you have a platform. I wish it was more like you had a real title, which was like a blogger <laughs> or yeah. uh, whatever. Influences are like, like I like to say like we're generic. podcasters. I'm just someone who within, who loves liquids, s- who's an Instagrammer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I guess you. I, and I almost sometimes consider like BOS more media. But no, hundred. I consider us completely mm. be a media. However, the fact that like Craig, when the Facebook inbox is ridiculous, but when Craig will say or see, sorry. Sorry, that's his government name. Sorry. Put the, me on blast. Uh, when C when C responds to somebody, when they're like, hey, I'm going to Toronto. Like, what should I have? And he says, like, here, 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 here. And then you give them a list and they send you the pictures after being like, oh my gosh, I had a great time here. That is uh influence. You have influence in that specific category. Mm. People aren't gonna ask you about medicine or something like that. It's obvious that you have a certain niche and you're trusted in a certain field, and that is worth capitalizing on without question. Right. Especially if it's a small investment. Both from the influencer, for lack of a better word, side, and from the brewery side. Yeah. So the way a lot of it works, there's multiple ways. Like some of our clients, we work with them where there's an exchange of value. Mm-hmm. So the, they will come to you. They'd be like, one of our clients is a, uh, a hotel So based. one of our clients is like a hotel. So in more of a boutique sense. And they're all over North America and Europe. So... I do work with influencers all the time. This is why I greatly believe in it. But I generally work with them in the travel niche majority and sometimes lifestyle influencers. Um, And hopefully even more bloggers. But we'll get down to why, like what type of influencers are probably better for your brand. Mm -hmm. Um, I give them a good amount. Like I'm trading a good exchange of funds, like $3,000 worth of value that I'm giving because... When I do that and they do post about the brand and they do write an article, I immediately see the, a lot of the times, immediately see the response that I get from that. Follows. And, and that comes in the sense of follow. So in the end, evaluating whether or not a campaign is working for you or investing in an influencer is right is by knowing what to look for. So if I do say, hey, I'm going to give you three free nights or I'm giving you a week, what do I see from that? Traction to the website. Uh, followers that come in, a bunch of clicks, bunch of questions, th- that type of thing, which lets me know a campaign did well. And what what's the most important part is, did I choose the right person? If I don't see something come from that, it's likely that I didn't choose the right person. Right. That's why research comes into that. So influencer marketing works. You just need to make sure that you are researching to make sure that it's the right person, like identifying that niche and um, evaluating like, what you expect out of it, knowing what to expect out of it and like making sure it's something that you can note. So not just like giving stuff out and just like, oh, okay, now you're paying attention to the content that comes from it. Not even like looking to see what they produce in the background. So you're not disappointed. Like, you know, if you give us a beer mail, for example, and we're going to do a video on it, we're going to do photography, et cetera. It's going to be promoted across all so the So you know what to expect. So if for some reason we didn't do it, you'd be like, oh, like, oh, well, in the end, if we don't like the beer, we're not going to post it. But which like you really have an idea of what honest. to expect, which means, oh, what I want is a video to come out of it that I can share. I want visibility on this feed particularly, which means you're going to see something and you know that you got the value that you wanted. I want to differentiate real mm-hmm. quick there. So there's influencer marketing and there's public relations. And this is where my personal beef and comes in. that's also a gray area. Uh, well, like, uh, yeah, there's a confusion happening. With, in, in the beer world. Yeah. Because if somebody sends me or a beer writer like my friend Noah Forrest gets a, a bunch of breweries sending him stuff mostly from Quebec here because he's very prominent out here um, 
the there's zero expectation what they're doing is like you know what you have a media you need beer to write content about or produce content yeah. for I so need if it. I, yeah they, we need it yeah. they want promotion yeah it's a mutually beneficial relationship so if a brewery sends beer to somebody as mm. a public relations move with zero ex, uh, um, expectation yeah i've never had anyone be like hey i need a post on this or whatever but the idea is like for the most part we do yeah and in whatever it is whether it's now the one minute beer reviews yeah. for the ones that are single which makes single it a bit easier for us and stuff yeah um whether it's a more deeper one or sometimes we just might just take a photo or whatever mm-hmm. that's that there's no exp- i don't have to do anything yeah we don't, I don't have, have to, to do at all anything. And I have a lot of people, we do it all the time. And people mm-hmm. say, I've had a lot of people say, just enjoy it, man. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, like, I feel well, We also obligated. like creating content. So like creating like, content. No, we like content. <laughs> and I, I feel obligated, not be in like uh, indebted to, but I'm like, I don't know. You got, I, I think I, I relate so much to the entrepreneurial business side of them. Where you've invested. I'm, yeah. You've you know, invested and usually the people this, who yeah. send stuff to us, for the most part, we have some sort of a personal relationship. Yeah. And I feel like. Or they're just, just awesome wanna, people in general. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like throw you a bone and do it. And I also want to promote good beer to our platform that we've, yeah. we've grown and that's kind of that's our responsibility right like our responsibility is to promote great beer and share stories about craft beer yes so yeah it's like why wouldn't we want to create content of course now the so that's that's public relations mm-hmm. the influencer side that we've been on we've worked with numerous tourism offices over the last mm-hmm. what like nine or so months yeah maybe longer um, we worked with tour- Visit Colorado. They sent us out to Colorado for 12 days. Now, we didn't get paid for it, but they paid for everything. They covered all flights, accommodation, meals, and um, rental car and gas and stuff. Sent us out there. They made an itinerary. We met up with their representatives. Um, and we, in exchange for that, it was an agreed that we would create content, podcasts, vlogs, and images, and social posts. Yeah. Essentially through yeah. everything that we would deliver so to them. that was them saying, we want to leverage your network to to uh, amplify Colorado to a specific audience and get craft beer drinkers out here. Yes. Let's do this exchange. And not just craft beer, because basically when we work with tourism offices, we combine liquid happiness and BOS. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, therefore, as Tiff was saying earlier, it's an all liquid trip. And it's yeah. very easy because you can like, we'll put us in the same room. We only need two of us to create the content. Yeah. We're covering four liquids and most areas do have those things. It makes a lot of sense for tourism offices, yeah. which is why it works. So that was an exchange of value. And we're trying to grow our point, our uh, everything until we, to the point where we can, we have been, demand we've a fee on top of everything else. Before. Well, we have well, that's the whole thing. So we've yeah we've, we've worked not getting so many have... details, but we have monetized bread. Yeah, we have monetized the bread. That's, true. that's on the influencer side. The PR side, you can should never be paid. Like it's without not a question, thing, no. you should never be paid. Like as media, we should never be paid to a, a brewery can't send us beer with a fifty dollar bill inside of it and be like yeah like this because that's payola and that we actually like wouldn't. That. It's interesting, which I actually want to ask you about too. Yeah. It's like I noticed that certain beer brands are sponsoring influencers. Yeah, like Guinness lately. Yeah, the Guinness are major. And that's I like guess because they're major, and that's why. It becomes. But like a... we can't do that because we are media, so we never want to. So breweries, you can't I mean, ever they, pay us. It, it's a... Like I would not take money from a brewery to talk about them and tell and say that they're great. Like no, we are people who are actually being. Yeah, thank you. We are. Um, Talking about the beer completely from supposed to be like a non-bipartisan, I guess, like or, yeah, like a real like non-biased yeah, uh, non-biased like opinion, right? Opinion, yeah. Now, but if someone paid us to do a sponsored post, which we have right now, like this podcast is sponsored by Tavor um, in Seattle, and it's a, uh, a beer delivery service. Mm-hmm. They paid us 
money. They hit us up. They we'd like, and then literally it was the easiest transaction of all time. But they're not a brewery. But they're not a brewery. But breweries could, if they wanted to, advertise. But the thing is that most craft breweries don't do that. They they go for the PR angle because they don't have the budget. Yeah. The larger ones like Guinness are paying a whole bunch of uh, influencers. Talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Influencers to do things. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. We just cracked the latest beer. Now this is something I just uh, I realized it was starting to sort of get on a little bit. It's a uh, from Kilter, a new brewery in Winnipeg of all places. Shouts to Aki for sending me this. And it's a collab with Two Crows in Halifax called Flamango. It's a uh, Milkshake IPA, hashtag Team Lactose, you know what it is, um, with um, mango, coconut, banana, uh, vanilla, and it's with Eldorado and Citra, 7%. Now there, um, look at that uh, artwork. It's amazing. Their branding is sick. Yeah, it's very cool. A full wraparound can uh, for those who can't see that with like, you know, like cartoons, I guess, uh, of flamingo, all the different stuff, flamingos and bananas, coconuts and, and crap. So it's nice and hazy, of course. Get, Get in, in here. here. Still held up well. It's not dead at all. Um, fantastic branding out there. Go check them out. He- uh, kill to make the best haze in Winnipeg right now. Very cool. So, so back to that. I don't PR. know. I, and because we are media, I think it depends on the approach. It, though, like, yeah, it would depend they... on the de- approach. But like, I can't imagine taking money and reviewing a beer. No, but then then it's paid promotion. It wouldn't be a review, right? If someone uh, so wanted a sponsored yeah. post, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, can you post about this product?" Yeah, we'll pay you. Then I'm like, "Cool." It'll be a picture, and it'll be a. Uh, it won't be like it is amazing. It's kind yeah. of going to be more factual. It's more like, Unless, hey, like be- having it, and this is what's in it. Unless, but you if, love if it. we believe it's yeah. amazing, because I'm not yeah. gonna like like the the thing with the influencer stuff is that people sell their soul. For, yeah, that's my thing. I was just thinking about flat tum- flat tummy tea. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's so full of the shit. The gummy bears that grow your hair and yeah, whatever. It's really Weird, weird other stuff people will sacrifice there. their integrity for money yeah. and that's pathetic yeah. and then at the end of the day you're going to uh, alienate your follower base or your audience yeah. because they've followed you for authenticity and because they like you and they believe in what you're saying yeah. so as soon as you go and uh, um, put that in jeopardy by selling it out for some cash yeah. that makes your platform lose, you lose all your value yeah. Yeah. so we've never done that like we've worked with brands before we've had a few sponsors um, and, and it's always things we believed in. Yeah, life. I looked yeah. them up. I checked out their stuff. They wanted to send me beer, but you can't send the beer over the border. So I wasn't actually able to and get it. This, these but guys, I, yeah. Tavor, yeah. And yeah. I looked it up though, spoke to a few people before I accepted. And um, it was, you know, legit. It was super cool. They were lovely, easy to work with. And I was like, yeah. and they sent me the script, everything nice and easy. And that's what it is. If you listen to a podcast, you're going to hear an ad. And that's what that yeah. is, right? Those and are sponsored. And that's very, that's like a commercial. Nothing, so that's, exactly. that's very, there's nothing like, wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, like it's completely normal. So the, where I have a beef with it, and this is what pissed me the fuck off a lot recently is that breweries, there's a lot of people on Instagram with, um, who, who Instagrammers and because they influence the culture, they have a very, um, inflated, uh, idea of their, um, importance and their position in the world, which is unfortunate. So what that means is a lot of people are going to breweries and asking for things. We don't ask for shit ever. Yeah, like it does ask. not how it works. Yeah. I've never asked anyone. Like I think once or twice I'm like, yo, if you like they wanted to be on the podcast, I wasn't able to do it. I'm like, yo, if you want, we could do a Send email us beer or something. And then we'll come see you soon. But it's like I've yeah. got I, 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 like dead serious. Like I have too much right now. I always have too much to do. So I don't care about the beer. It's more like, can I help you? Right? Yeah. So uh, some of these folks on Instagram primarily with followers in the hundreds or you know one or two thousand average images at quality you know they're not really providing a lot of value yeah. you know lots of grammatical mistakes and they're not even really explaining it right are bothering breweries to get free shit and breweries are sending it to them and my problem with that is that 
if a brewery is sending somebody with 326 followers who takes fucking cell phone photos on their stove with their iPhone 4, <laughs> the same pack that they're sending us that we have awful. a... So, but dead serious. sounds terrible. And they're sending people, the, they're sending us the same uh, like pack that, that we have a, you know, a setup worth like four or $5,000 more. Yeah. Um, and we've been creating content for four years and we've, you know, invested so much in traveling and building this brand mm-hmm. and they expect us to do a video that's going to take hours to set up, shoot, um, edit, and then promote. Literally, it's probably five to seven hours for everything mm-hmm. when someone's going to just get the beer, pour it in a glass and take a picture of their half-finished glass on their stove with the backsplash. Like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that yeah. is so offensive to me. Yeah. Like people might think I'm like weird for saying that, but like no, I don't think it's weird at all. I think one is like if wanting what's best for breweries, okay? So that's a waste. So you're already waste? wasting your money now. You're wasting your money because by sending it to these people, by sending it saying. to somebody who's not going to create mm-hmm. amazing content that you can reuse, yeah, or and who's also not going to amplify their message because they haven't proven that they can impact or move an audience or have any form of influence. Mm-hmm. So this is outside of being an influencer that's just, or do you have the ability to move an audience to perform a certain action? So if we say, hey guys, this beer is awesome and we tell our friends, hey, go, go get this, oh, you're there, go get this, they get it, we've moved them to perform a certain action. It happens every single day. For it us. happens every day, yeah. That is valuable. So to spend your money on just anyone, could you imagine like even where I'm saying I'm, putting up like $2,000, $3,000 sometimes to host certain people. Could you imagine if I just gave it to anybody, how much money the company would be losing and like, what would I be getting out of it? It makes no sense. You're actually just hurting yourself. Also, like these people should be paying if they love you. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't ask for beer. Cause like, we're happy to pay for it and we'll review it for our videos and pay for it. If it comes to us for free, that's so cool, like awesome. But like in the end, we want to support the industry so we're going to pay for it anyways, it's fine. Like- We should own stocks in Bellwoods for the amount of money. Yeah, no kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Tell our QuickBooks. Um, anyways. So right off, right off. <laughs> um, yeah. So from a brewery perspective, it's just a waste of time and money. And I think it sets a poor pre- uh, precedent yeah, as well. It does. And it makes it like, it just looks like anybody will, you know, anyone who begs on your Instagram or DMs or posts. And I love, there's some people who do it on comments. I've seen it publicly. <laughs> it's the most, it's pathetic. It's so it's bad. Weird. Yeah. And it's sad that like, yeah. one, that they think it's okay to do that. And two, it's even sadder that the yeah. breweries are giving them the beer. And I'm like, the marketer in me, the influencer in me is, fuck, I hate that word. The person creating content in me is infuriated by that mm-hmm. because I just feel like it's ridiculous. But the marketer in me is even angrier because they're wasting money, resources, and opportunities. And they're devaluing, I think they're devaluing their brewery because the, when they send beers to um, these type of people, these are the type of people who are, who are very quick to brag that they got free shit because that's their whole aim. They start an account because they want free shit and then they'll brag about it. And then like, I think it devalues that brewery in the eyes of the consumer. So basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you are, be selective about who you are going to send PR packs to and look into them. So one thing that Tiff and I have had to, um, I guess, figure out over time is how to evaluate an account that would be a potential recipient for an exchange of value, whether it's monetary or um, products, um, to see if it's actually valuable. So you look at things like there's vanity metrics like the follower accounts and likes and engagement, which are very key, but then you got to go into those a little deeper. 
So if you go to um, someone's followers, you can scroll through and it doesn't take you too long to see if there's any fake accounts. You're going to see a lot of, um, I would say, you know, we're in North America. So you're going to see uh, a, a key indicator of a fake account, a whole bunch of like Russian or Arabic or Indian or Asian, um, you know, uh, text in the names of a lot of accounts. Uh, you can hit on them. They've got the exact same five photos all the time, the same type of things in their bios. Uh, it's quite obvious. Same thing with the um, engagement. Another, th- you know, another thing with engagement is the pods. Um, we've done videos on this as well. You can yeah. do, but pods like, are genius. It's where you get a whole yeah. bunch of people who like in one field and they go and comment on each other's stuff the moment they uh, release it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like there's so engagement. So sneaky. But it's all fake and it's everybody. It's it's real people, but it's like or- orchestrated to look like. Um, and to hack the algorithm. So it looks like, like engagement. Yeah. Real engagement. So that's something else to look for. Uh, you know, even just quality of the photo. So if you're sending to someone with doing the, you know, the stove photos, like, mm-hmm. is that what you want for your brand? Do you really want the guy or girl who's doing, you know, not putting zero effort just you know, to get free beer? It's quite obvious that people who just want free shit. And this is also why I, I prefer the term content creators. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we are content creators. Yeah, we're not, I hate influencers. I like the influencer word. word is so off. I like blogger. It's got a bad So you're going to blog. And then you're a content creator or whatever. Like, because I like we do podcasts, videos, yeah. social, and we do everything. Even when I'm hiring for our brand, like any of the clients that we hire for, yep. we're generally seeking out content creators because content is king. And especially when you think about like breweries who maybe don't have the time to create content for themselves, it's great when you can send something out and have a bunch of people create content for you just because you sent them a beer. Mm. Um, and I also don't want to turn people off from like, okay, if someone asks for a beer, like, is there something wrong with them? Some people, like, we also all need content. We just have the privilege where I guess we're not asking for it, but there's nothing wrong if somebody asks you for beer. Just evaluate it and make sure that it makes sense for you. That's all that, that and It depends how they do it. Like Yeah, and what are they off? All that matters is what are they offering? Because I, it, a lot of the influencers for the specific brand with the hotel, they reach out to me a lot of the time. I would, In the beginning, I was reaching out, but as the brand's gotten bigger and bigger, now I don't have to, and they're reaching out to us. And then I evaluate, I ask for a media kit, I look at their metrics, just like I heard, heard you saying. I ran to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Just as I heard you saying, like talking about like, okay, are there followers from India, Russia, et cetera. I just say straight up, send me screenshots of everything that you have in the back end, and then I'll, I'll also go through and do my due diligence, look at the comments, look at their followers, look at who's liking their photos. And then if I feel comfortable, then I'm like, cool, let's do this. Now the key one, send your media kit. And that's how you separate the, the uh, mm. tire kick all the bullshit yeah. from the for real ones because if you're serious about what you're doing as a content creator you're right because we have media kits yeah that have all the brands we've worked with have our bio have all our links have our numbers yeah. have our demos yeah um and they have clickable links to our videos yeah. and breweries so don't we, be afraid to ask for that don't be afraid yeah, yeah. i don't if want, somebody I, doesn't want to give it to you something is wrong yeah. if someone doesn't want to give you their media kit if they don't want to send you screenshots of their insights if they don't want to send you something Something is wrong and just decline it. It's worth it more to just decline and not take the risk of wasting your time and money 100%. than to just be like, oh, man, I'll go with it anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's the main thing here is that I feel like I've seen too many breweries get screwed recently um, and and reputable, solid breweries. And some of them I know personally. And I'd love to say something you to you, call, but you I just... DM I don't, them. You should, I mean, you should actually message I them. I didn't want to... I thought it would come across like... Out. Yeah, I just felt like it had come across like, I don't know. I was just cons- like, I know they'd listen to me because I know I'm not coming from like a place of. Yeah, it's not like, oh, if you give them beer, what are not going to get like, beer? Yeah, no, it's like, more like if you care about people care. and you care about the industry. And also because it's effective, I don't want people to have this negative connotation because I've seen it. You have seen it. It works. So yeah. when you do it right, it works so well. It's so crazy. It feels almost so easy. It feels like cheating. It's just so easy. Yeah. When you do it right. Facts. So. 
Yes, it's just making sure that you do the right thing. It's almost like when people have social media agencies that work for them and then they're trash and they're like, social media doesn't work. Yeah, It's just that. about doing things We're fighting that right. all the time. Yeah, it's about doing things right. And with that article that came out with that dude wrote about influencers and just thinking today there's a, a you know a brewery in Toronto's sharing it saying why they don't give PR packs out anymore. It's just when they're basically broadcasting that they think it's all bullshit. Yeah. But at the same token, like why they don't, they haven't done any of this stuff. They haven't done any due diligence. And if they mm-hmm. actually looked into things for four seconds, they'd actually see that there is value to this. And they had a couple of bad experiences, like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. and they're taking that out on the entire, um, their business really. Yeah. And not give it. And then the whole bunch of other people doing this faux modesty bullshit being like, Oh yeah. I, I get nervous when I like, uh, like someone offers me stuff. Or I would never take free things. Like, shut up, man. Like Why not? at the end of the day, like getting free things from a from a company that respects what you do is a validation of your work, particularly in the early stages. Yeah. Like right now we're at what we I always like to call free shit stage um, until we can monetize. And we have monetized in mm. certain ways. Yeah. And when we need to do that more because this is a business. We treat BOS and Liquid Happiness like a business. Like we just dropped a shit ton of money on this camera. You didn't even know. Like we upgraded <laughs> our whole And that lens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a significant amount of yeah, money. Yeah, so we spend a resources. lot of money. So it's like great when you can make it back somehow. That's yeah. it. And like, yeah. you know, we're not investing in it just for shits and giggles. Like this is like a business mm. for us alongside high season. It all works in together because we yeah. work with breweries and, um, and similar companies because of our work with this. And yeah. it's all reciprocal, right? Yeah. And the music kind of ties in on the side. But like, yeah, I just want to make sure that the people, are, like I felt to me when I saw these people's reactions, it was very like knee jerk and very like extreme reactions to something that's not, they, that none of them who were, nobody who were talking about it on Twitter that I saw were really understanding what the fuck they were talking about. And mm-hmm. it kind of made me like, this is like a whole circle jerk of people who didn't know shit. Yeah. And I, and I, I felt so sad for them because I'm like, none of y'all are marketers. That's the thing. You don't understand yeah. what you're talking about. You don't know how this can be used. And I really, and unfortunately, they're promoting all this negativity to each other and everyone's yeah. agreeing, yeah, man, I don't ever want free shit or yeah, man, I'll never give anything to these influencers. And everyone will make, remember when Instagram was down like last week? Yeah. Everyone was just making fun of influencers. Now I yeah. know there's these fake. There are all these fake, ridiculous influencers. That have given it a bad name. And it's like, you know what? I don't even care about them because in the end, they don't affect me as long as we do our due diligence. So as long as you you do your due diligence and make sure... As a business, yeah. Like, in the end, I wouldn't... Probably give Car- Kim Kardashian craft beer or something, for example. No, you know she's not going to talk because about it. one, it's too large. She's too large, so her message could get lost. Um, her she's not the right niche generally for no, for craft beer. She's more in the beauty category, for example. Yeah. Um, you just have to know who you're marketing to. So one, don't look. It's not the vanity metrics. So we're not saying only someone with a thousand followers is invaluable because if that person with a thousand followers is getting a thousand likes per photo. They're likely mobilizing their audience very well. Yes. And if you see people always commenting, be like, got to go buy that. Got to go try that. Read those comments. Find out if it's actually worthwhile. Because when it works, my goodness, it works so well. It really does. So it's not about the level of followers. Because, yeah, I wouldn't give a Kardashian everything. Like, I saw the one of them advertising, like, flat tummy tea. And it's like, why are you oh, advertising a, flat, a laxative? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, so that ridiculous that you don't take, like... We all advertise know it's something fake. that makes sense to your business. So that's why, like, making sure that, like, you're attacking a niche. And when you think about influencer marketing, why it's so awesome. And, like, I, people give money to magazines and stuff like that. Somehow, for some reason, TV commercials still exist, even Bill though nobody boards. watches television. Mm. Billboards still exist for some reason. Um, 
you actually don't 100% can't definitively say like this is how many people saw this. But if you run a successful campaign and you get the metrics on the back end, you will see that is the exact reach. So I posted that I had someone post this. These are the exact number of people who have seen it. I know what the visibility was. This is the amount of people who engage with it. Then no magazine can tell you that they can tell you that like every month, this many people purchase it. You don't know if they skipped by your page. Yeah. When it comes to a television, you don't know if the TV was on while the person was in the kitchen or in the bathroom. The ads they could have fast forwarded through your ad. But you get precise details with social. And that's why I think it's so awesome if you do it correctly. Facts. Well said. And that goes um, for um, for the ad side of it as mm-hmm. well. And for, um, oh, if you had a call to action, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So if you had a call to action, go use this code to do this. Yeah. We can see with the uptake yeah. as well. And that's And like, we do that. Say, for example, with some brands well, to law code you can yeah. use code BOS for $10 in beer bucks when you spend $25 Ooh, what a deal right but that's the point and they'll see how yeah. many that generates and they're only advertising on the podcast and we're giving them excuse me bonus um, um, what do you want to call it like like tags and stuff on the yeah. uh, on the social yeah. mostly Instagram and Facebook but that's the point right like mm-hmm. I want to make sure there's value for them if they're going to pay us to do this yeah or who knows what will happen yeah um because they have it americans only and blah 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 but they wanted to do that they felt that it was uh, a good fit for what they're trying to achieve yeah i mean there's also a thing like if you come for say one month and you do that say with someone like us the thing is with advertising it's over time it doesn't just have like this short amount of time you need to do it consistently because then people mm-hmm. keep seeing it like we listen to a lot of podcasts. Squarespace is probably the biggest podcast advertisers ever. Yeah. I hear about them everywhere. They do not mess around. Yeah. Uh, we use Squarespace for not BOS anymore. Oh, no, we yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't use it for, for BOS. High season. High season that's right. We yeah. changed for high season, but we use it for all the TM, the Move and Fam and BOS. Yeah. Um, and any clients that come to us, we build web- websites and Squarespace for them. Yeah. Um, and not because of being advertised. We knew it anyway. But we're we already did, a yeah, fan. We knew it already, but then we actually and we use, use the podcast code. Codes we use a podcast to get code the discount, for. the ten percent yeah. discount code um, that they all have. I want to talk about also things that I've purchased. I don't know if you've Please. ever purchased anything because of uh, influencer marketing or content creators or people you follow. You have more than one. I've actually purchased multiple things because if you do trust someone and you do follow them, it is equivalent to word of mouth. So that's also what, so you have the celebrity endorsement aspect where it's just like you look up to somebody. So if they say they use something, you're generally going to be like, oh my gosh, I want to use it too. Yeah. But also why influ- the you influencers are even better is because they've niched down and they kind of ha- they have a direct connection with their audience yep. when they're a good one. Yeah. So now you've become my type of virtual friend who I'm going to believe. And that's, that's where their real value comes in. So when you say like, this is the um, stay with this hotel, I'm going to believe you because I believe everything you've said, if you haven't oversaturated yourself in sponsors, right? Um, I've purchased multiple things as a result of influencers. I follow for two reasons. One, because I just trust them and two, uh, yeah, one, because I just trust them and two, to support them. Yes. So if you're giving me a bunch of free information, I'm just going to want to support you and give you money somehow because I'm like, thank you so much. So I have to give you something to thank you. Um, But two, I trust you because if I'm following you, I assume we have either similar taste or something. I'm going to trust you. So I have purchased palettes, makeup palettes, foundation, Um, um, health apps, health app. There's even a health app. And I actually, I downloaded and I paid a yearly subscription. I think it's like $50 a year or something like that. And that's because I trust or love the people that I'm following and I want to support them or I trust their word and I'm using it. So they just made value for the company that invested in them. Yeah. So, and that's a direct example. That's of, a direct of, example. I have like three off the top that are like direct examples of me trusting somebody I follow and then 
dry and they've driven me to a certain action. A particular, yeah, and, and parted with money. And all those people are super niche. Very niche. They're all very niche to me. Yes. <laughs> like, it's actually ridiculous. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's, that's the point. And I yeah. guess that comes into, like, micro-influences as well. Yeah. Like, you know, niched, smaller, smaller being less than 50,000. Yeah. Which is the only reason why the I said part. the Kim Kardashian reference. Yeah. Like, if you can't afford to give a million dollars to her. as bad as having 100 yeah. million. If you can afford to give her a million dollars, might be worth it. I don't know. Probably not. But I'd say the, the micro-influencer. Who's very targeted. Yeah. The person who's knitting yarn and they're like, love, everybody loves their yarn or whatever. There's actually like, yarning uh, Yeah, there you we go. We always joke about it, but it's for real. And it could be that their engagement rate is crazy high and people love them and trust every word. Probably it's worth community. giving them some yeah. of your yarn or something like that. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like craft beer is becoming, it's, it's, it was a little bit more like that. Now it's getting a bit murky. Yeah, with some of the ones who are sort of getting if you a lot go of into lifestyle or something because I feel like it's moving into a little bit of lifestyle type of people mm-hmm. um, you know on Instagram there's a few folks who are you know McGuinness was advertising with a bunch of people it was all the same type of people for the most part oh yeah yeah um, things yeah, like I think Guinness that. is hitting lifestyle influencers because an, an, an influencer I used for the hotel yeah was also was also Guinness. advertising Guinness on their feet so lifestyle. I think and yeah. I because I, it's not about it's more about the moment, I guess, they care more about. They yeah, that's a whole different about, vibe, like, I yeah, guess, right? Yeah, it's not like about the product as no, much. No, not so much. Yeah. Not with beer. I mean, beer can be quite specific and there's multiple ways to go about it. Yeah. Um, and it's just all about finding the one. There's, the best part is there's there's people with strong followings in every niche for every um, industry. Yeah. And even within beer, there's like every type of person for a different, you know, has a great, you know, in this great engagement and a uh, great audience in certain areas and yeah. certain age groups and certain demos uh, with certain ethnicities, if that's the key for your business. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very, very, um, it's so awesome that right you can just, right? yeah, it's so drilled down that you just target exactly who you want. Yeah. It's so the, so what you got to do is just be a little more aware of it and be conscious. Discerning. And discerning is the key word. Discerning mm. about who you give. I mean, maybe it's only $15, $20 worth of beer. That's not the money and, and that is not the problem. It's what the perception of your brand is going to be when the terrible person is bragging <laughs> about getting free stuff from you. And then people are like, why is this person getting... Yeah. getting this like I should be. and then all of a sudden everyone has this entitlement and then no one's buying beer because they think that if you just beg for it you get free beer yeah. that's kind of the other Oof, thing yeah oh gosh that's you know terrible yeah think about like that right yeah if you start giving you know that this one particular everyone knows who the hell if you're in Ontario you know who the fuck I'm talking about this one particular dude who keeps begging publicly for beer all the time it's oh, it's I actually poor it's, taste it's so poor taste okay. I could say terrible things about it but it's really not good and a few breweries who are of very solid repute have given this individual some beers recently. Mm, and uh, people talk about that. And now I look, I'm not gonna lie, I have a, a, a altered perception of these particular breweries because of what they have done. Um, and there's another person as well that is getting similar situations. And mm-hmm. there's a few breweries that have given this person some beers and I'm like, very disappointed. Mm-hmm. And it makes me question their business acumen i think it's more a lack and i think that ties it's back knowledge, too. it's a right? lack like, of, of knowledge it makes me understanding sad, though, like, of the area of that of that area yeah so and that, that's screwed. what makes me sad is that yeah it's more no like you're getting screwed to them. they're it's getting screwed like getting that's screwed. that's what it is yeah. like yeah it, it's like the, the side of like how bad of a public look it is yeah. for you to, to people to see the begging resulting in a, a actual yeah. package arriving yeah and then also the fact that you're getting screwed because you paid for pack you know you packed it up you 
pay for the beer. The beer costs them. Yeah, you still much, pay right? for shipping. It's Shipping's your time. twenty bucks, even within the province. Yeah, you like, do it in your time. Though. Yeah, yeah, and doing it and sending someone out to do it, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then what are you really getting in exchange for? They're not influencing anybody to buy it. They're probably just negatively influencing yeah. folks on on the brewery, and it just makes me a little sad because the breweries you gave, them, like I said, were very very uh, were great breweries. So yeah, um, I hope it didn't. Maybe that's like, what giveaways are for, hard. guys. Yeah, which are also then. a great Jesus. hack. So that's what giveaways are for. Great just one. like throw giveaways yeah. out. I would do them like frick. If sorry, frick. What the frick, mom? <laughs> what the frick, mom? What the frick? Uh, I don't know. Why are I swearing? Anyways, if swear. I was giving, uh, probably my high season mode. So that's oh, why yeah. I didn't swear so much. That's um, true. If I had a product, one, I would be like going in on influencer marketing, which is why we do it on behalf of clients. Yeah. Um, but uh, two, I'd be doing giveaways like crazy because yeah. it's such an easy hack to get people if you like give, give a giveaway. Yeah, followers, attention, attention but like a specific niche. Yep. So, like, randoms generally aren't going to be trying to, like, get craft beers if they don't like. You're probably not going to get a random person. It's usually going to be a craft beer fan. And then they're going to tag their other friends in the giveaway. And then you just you just blow up. You can um, have a really um, active engagement period where a bunch of attention's on your brand. Yep. And it costs nothing. So, I feel like if you were in your mindset of giving free beer to someone with 300 followers and a regular engagement who's just, and just also like look at the feed. So it's like, yeah, you have 300 followers and then you're also posting about your cat. You're posting about your trip to Bali. I don't know, it's just a bunch of random things. You're probably, you're not, you're not an expert in a certain area. Yeah. So you're just anybody. It's just the same equivalent to giving it to anybody. Um, I get would, the promo yeah, doing it. I would just do a giveaway instead. So if you're going to give away free stuff, just do it in a giveaway and then yeah. get a ton of people looking at you. That's it. If you're yeah. not sure how to do all this and it like sort of feels weird yeah. about who, you know, who you can give beer to that would actually move the needle for you, do a giveaway. That's actually really good. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're not sure, do a giveaway. Do a giveaway instead. Giveaways don't are waste great. your, yeah, just don't. Follow whatever yeah. the legal requirements are in your uh, area of um, residence because I know that, you know. Varies, yeah. The U.S. Like when we lot. do the U.S. ones are annoying. The very. In Quebec. Yeah, Quebec doesn't like yeah. it at all. A lot of them you have they to do, kind of pretend. They do, but there's like so many specific things you have to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you just like if you're like smaller brewery, you could probably fly under the radar. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't care. But like, you, so I think it's better to not advertise that you're giving away beer itself, and you sort of just give beer as a part of a merch pack yeah. or something. Is usually what they do. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if I'm sure. Oh yeah, it's usually part of a merch pack or something. A, yeah. a merch pack, and they always <laughs> when when we've run competitions and the yeah. like, contests. So not competitions, it's a contest because it's chance, not skill. If it's yes. skill, it changes the game. Yeah. If it's chance, you can just give it away with, with little rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they always use like, oh, there's going to be beer in the pack, but you yeah. can't say it's so, about like, it yeah. happens like so often. So that that's an option to consider. Yeah. Just make Something sure with about. anything, you would always do due diligence. If you're going to hire an employee, there's no way you wouldn't look at their resume before hiring them. So treat, treat influencer marketing or PR, even PR in the end, treat everything the same way. Just do your due diligence. And I promise that it will work if done right. 100%. I think it's really, really key. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've got most of the stuff out. We do want to crack this Dominion City, though. Yes. How much um, time were we at? We're at one and a half, hour and a half, hour and 40. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, should we get another glass? And then we'll just pour it in. That or going to wrap this one up. Uh, you can yeah, wrap this I'll up. Wrap this for mango. So the beers are, are, have all been really good. And Dominion City, if you want to like touch on that quick, their branding is uh, exceptional. Their very clean great. and clean, uh, clean and clear. Yeah. Um, straightforward, classy. Mm-hmm. Lots of bold colors that stand out. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Like really strong bold colors and all great the cool quality products. So. Great quality, great <laughs> people as well. I love Dominion City guys. They're just such a fantastic team, and just watching them grow over the last couple of years has been very cool. Oh, they're awesome. Um, yeah, Ottawa as Everything a whole is just fantastic. Me. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's inspiring to see the way they do stuff. And I don't think they really do influencer packs. Like 
we have a relationship, so like they sent a very kind Christmas pack to us. It was yeah, just true. a Christmas gift. It wasn't a, a PR yeah, pack. Yeah, it wasn't asked to do anything. But this was part of the PR pack, yeah. and I kept like we did videos and pictures on everything else because not because they asked us to, but like why wouldn't well, we? Well, beer do excites that? us, and we're content creators. That's the only thing. Like that's creating what, content actually example. excites us. So in the end. If you do send us something and we like it, we're obviously going to just create content around it because it's something we love to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really kind of what it comes down to. There's a genuine authenticity uh, for people like us and many others like us. There's a ton of people who like just love, love creating it. content. Yeah. They love craft beer. They want to support it. They People just want to be involved, right? I think, I think about, that's where like, the free beer the, comes from, I think that's from, the right? time like, as well like when you think about it. Um, so, yeah, when you think of Noah from Beerism. Shasano. Um, the man is photoshopping like editing small pieces of the detail in the labels to make sure everything's clear yeah like my those photos are exceptional like the photos are beautiful but look how much time that takes to put yeah. that in so when you do when you i think that's why i was laughing when he said like the picture of the stove like the yeah. picture and your beer is on a stove just because it happened said, recently dead yeah. serious and it was, like, it was unbelievable and then, so he deserves like if i was a brewery i would be giving him all the beer because one i'd want really dope photos i'd pay to get photography from him and then you know, I know that he mobilizes an audience and they believe him for what he said. Even with the Peche pack we just got from yep. DDCL, I went to Beerism and I was like, oh, let me see what Noah said. I'm just curious to see because I know he's somebody who's like, one knows DDCL very well. So I was yep. curious to see if there's anything notes I could have pulled from that in terms yeah. of like, what am I going to taste or what am I going to know? So yep. that's valuable. So that he's providing a value to DDCL. Yeah. And I'm sure people went out and he posted about it and probably bought the Peche pack because they followed him. And he's a triple OG. He started blogging when I started doing the reviews mm-hmm. in 2011. So he's someone I came up looking up to and we give him shit. We have oh, a group cute. chat. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I know. He's the homie. And it's like, it's really funny to me because we give him shit all the time about no one gets more free beer than anybody. Because someone was joking about like, I had a mild argument with someone on Twitter who didn't understand the concept of public PR? relations okay yeah. and i sort of tweeted about it subtweeted and i shouldn't have done it from bos i won't do that no more but and they started arguing with this idiot and basically they were like oh people get mad defensive you get no defensive over your free beer i'm like oh you don't get it bro yeah. like these yes, people just don't understand free it. beer so, so okay <laughs> think about it do you want to say it like this yeah, so for the 15 dollars of free beer we're going to spend five to seven hours like we get three figures an hour for our company that's not like being dick about it, but like it's just what being the practical. Being practical, of, yeah. Time. So spread that fifteen dollars yeah. worth of free beer across the five to seven hours between two of us who get the three figures per hour yeah. each. Yeah. And how much time it spends, like how much time we have to spend on it. Mm-hmm. Do you really think the free beer is yeah. important to us? Yeah. You should see my fridges, and that's like once again, it's not. None of it's not yes, free. Yes, I so badly want free beer that instead of working one hour, <laughs> that would allow me to buy four separate packs or something of beer. I'm working on my own, our other agent, our actual agency that we can charge, generate income. charge for. Yeah. I'm going to, for free beer, spend five to seven hours creating, editing, distributing content for that free beer instead of going to the Depreneur yeah. or the freaking brewery and picking it up myself. Right? It makes no sense. And that's just like, use logic here. Yeah. And that goes are. for everybody. Like, and anyone else? Yeah, we so we're saying we get paid a certain amount. Everyone has like another job that I'm sure pays them generally most of the time more than the cost of the free beer. That's it. That you would. So it just doesn't make any sense. Like, exactly. That, that argument like, is so bizarre that you're like, oh, oh, you're just doing it for the free beer. Like, if, you know who's lucky? The people who are doing it for the free beer and then don't actually have to spend time creating real content. That's why I get mad. So though. that's more like a that's scam. The, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that is like a it's scam. It's a scam. And that's yeah. the fucking stove people. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there was this one person recently, I'm going to have to just say this exact example. They posted 
a, a, a phone photo of a half drunk beer with no head <laughs> in like their kitchen with the backsplash. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, sorry, forgot to take the full one. And then they copied the content, mm-hmm. the, the description from the can. They copied the can label. And the whole reason they got the beer in the first place was to promote it and give their personal opinion. So there you go. They copied it from the can, spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes, and it was a shitty phone photo. Interesting, yeah. And I just felt like, that's why I felt offended because if we spend five to seven hours doing a video, a beer mail video for something, and this person gets the same. So really the beer mail is going to take us five to seven hours. It's more the podcast and the like, listening. Beer mails are like, take me about two hours. And then an hour of film. Right, but it takes me one to two hours to... Oh, then what's um, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, so it is really. I'm like, not exaggerating. Like seven fucking hours. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm yeah. absolutely not exaggerating. Maybe yeah. seven's a little high, but like around the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this person spent fucking 30 seconds copying yeah. and pasting from the thing and taking a half-drunken yeah. beer To provide photo, no value in the To provide end. no value yeah. to that brewery. And yeah. that's why I got upset about it. I keep... Like, that. thank you. That actually could have put a bit more context because yeah. I'm worried that I'm not uh, explaining it right. That makes yeah. me feel like... It validates the people who say I care about free beer because yeah. I don't. But it's that thing. It feels like a scam. They're yeah. scamming the brewer. Yeah. And then I feel scammed <laughs> because I'm getting the same pack yeah, as you are. Because you're one, spending so much time. Yeah. yeah. There's one dude yeah. got let. There's one brewery gave this dude more beers than they'd ever given me in one thing. Yeah. And he did that. That was the brewery that he did the half um, photo with. And I spent, I've done like three or four B-mails for this particular brewery yeah. and spent like a collective 20 to 30 hours doing Big content go, yeah. for them. And this fucking yeah. prick does yeah. one little thing. And I'm like, it's infuriating for the brewery because I feel like they, I, now I don't want to support that brewery because I'm mm-hmm. like, you're going to give me shit or you're just going to give him stuff. What's the point? Why am I even going to do it? It's any more effort? like why put so like put we love effort. creating content, but then it's like why for you though? I'm not going to put effort for you. For yeah, someone yeah. like Dominion City, who I genuinely love. Josh is a great guy. The the team. Um, look at this label. It's, it's just beautiful, so gorgeous. Like you just see that. Look how classy that is. To, I know people I'll are do like, anything for them oh, because whatever. they're good people. Marketing doesn't try to pretend marketing doesn't matter, but like, come on, you're not going to pick that up. Look how beautiful it is. Yeah. Speaking oh, of that, take a photo. Oh, okay. Can you hold the... You know, oh, you the, haven't reviewed this no, yet. I haven't oh, I had I've it. been it's saying amazing. you had it. You had drinking all the beers, not me, me huh? And, um, I think it was me and um, Nate were creaming uh, over it. You and Nate were? Yes. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, guys. I had to take the photo. Um, so anyway, that was that. And once again, this is a an uh, uh, exercise in complete positivity. Yeah. Um, I sipped. I'm sorry. We mm. didn't cheers. Oh, you sipped anyway. It's all right. Cheers. Oh, bourbon barrel aged? Oof. Between two evils, 11% bourbon barrel aged stout. Delicious. God damn. It's nice because it warmed up too. Oh yeah, it's good. It's great temperature. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a nice like collection of beers actually. Yeah. A couple Australia, uh, Winnipeg, uh, sorry, Manitoba, Ontario right now. To be honest, I can't believe we've spoken this long. I didn't think it was, I guess we're passionate about marketing, so it makes sense. No, it's an hour 45. That's pretty I pretty think that's solid. a good amount of time. So what, Do you have any solid takeaways that you want to leave the, the people with? I think be intentional with your marketing. Mm-hmm. Take it seriously. Take advantage of the free opportunities that social media gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it won't be this way forever. Exactly. And that's just facts. Like you yeah. said, the, the ads have never Google been so cheap. Google was once cheap. Google ads were once cheap. Not anymore. Yeah. Not so, anymore. And they're not. And, and Facebook ads, all this Instagram ads, and just the fact that you can reach people for free when you used to have to pay a lot to be in a magazine, to be on TV, et cetera, et cetera. That was going to happen to social one day. It's going to yeah. become too expensive. It's going to become not overpriced. It's going to be priced accurately for its um, actual reach, actual reach and impact, well, actual value, impact. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And 
So I, I just implore breweries to take it a little more seriously, to think about it constructively, to you know talk about it with their team, um, to research it, and just to see what value it can provide for your company, for your business. Um, you know, check out the stuff that we have, our videos, the high season stuff. Check out people like Gary V. Uh, Vaynerchuk, who is doing some great stuff yeah, and really great explaining stuff in it. wine, so that's cool too. Yeah, it's relevant. But he just explains the use of it in a, yeah. in a way that sort of uh, I don't know anyone else who can really do it as well as him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look into it and just be you know be a little more um, conscious of who you uh work with as far as influencer marketing or anybody online who is requesting products in exchange for value make sure you are getting that value and don't let yourself get taken advantage of um and you know and make sure your brand is being represented accurately and you know and growing in the way that it should yeah that was really what i would say do you have anything that you'd like to add i think you said that very well I don't know if I have something to add. It's really yeah, same thing. Yeah. Do your due diligence, do your research, make sure you're investing in the right things. Yeah. But for goodness gracious sake, please. 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 Please capitalize on social media. Please capitalize. Don't it. fuck around. Don't mess around. As with anything in your business, it's another portion of your business that's gonna take you further. Take advantage of it. Yeah. That's all. Really is what yeah. it is, right? Post with intent, be intentional. Just as you would prioritize or pay attention to the product that's coming out, make sure that you can have ensure that that product gets into the hands of more people. That's it. That's all. Grow your brand and everything. Yeah. And I just want to also just uh, echo that um, we, you know, if if you know us, even if you don't know us, um, and you would like, you know, some advice maybe for us to clarify some of this stuff, mm-hmm. like we are here, more than happy to answer some questions or whatever once we're not like the world's biggest experts but we, you know, we've been yeah. operating this business for four years through high season three years um with the podcast uh, no four yo it's four this Is year it? i'm sorry it's april yeah yeah wow it's four Flash, years to be a, jesus yeah. christ okay, yeah. four years of that and it's like four and a half for high season then. Mm-hmm. so you know we've been doing this stuff for quite some time i've been in social media since the uh 2000s in australia um you know in multiple areas and you know, he was twit like, picking I was okay. twit picking live red carpets <laughs> with Ashton Kutcher for the movie. Fuck, what was it called? Most people don't even a... remember Twit Pick. Dude, you don't even know. Twit I mean, yeah. like MySpace is one the first website I ever used where I met someone. Funnily enough, the chick lives in Montreal. The very first internet friend was called yeah. Where Are You Now? W A Y N. Okay, and it was yeah. a travel based website. Oh, cool. And you yeah, talk to people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know I've been in the game for a long long time. I take this stuff very seriously. It's if you've been doing it at a high level for uh, like more than half a decade now. Yeah. Um, in Montreal and through multiple things, so you're you've gone from here to here really, really quickly. Yeah, how deep you got the, in it. We had the privilege of working with really big brands. Yeah, really early, which yeah, really helped. I mean, and you were doing really it. Helped. Yeah personally back in the day from yeah. GeoCities days making websites and understood yeah. MySpace and yeah. T.Wire and all these things. So you were understanding it just like I was with MySpace mm-hmm. and stuff as well. So there's a, you know, we, we take this, this has become our life. This is what keeps a roof over our head. Yeah. So, you know, we take it seriously. We're very passionate about craft beer and all things, crafts, liquids. Um, mm-hmm. We want you guys to succeed. Um, and we're, you know, we're here. We'd love, to, you know, we're down to work with people, but we're also just down to give advice and stuff. And, yeah. uh, just make sure the 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 scene and the industries keep building to what they deserve to be because yeah. we just believe in quality across the board, quality products. Um, once you have craft beer, you can't go back. You have craft coffee, it's fire, yeah. craft, proper wine and um, you can't uh, dis- go back, you know, yeah. craft a small batch distilleries. Like you can't go back, farm yeah. to table food. It's hard to eat fast food afterwards. Yeah. Like things like that. It's what we are personally passionate about and that's you know what we want to sort of echo here. 
through all of this. So I hope this is is enough takeaways uh, here for you guys. Yeah. We um, got a little bit of ranting out, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna go a little harder, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I think it was like there's a nice like some ranting out there. We just basically yeah, it's like we want we recognize the power of it. And I think everyone can, and that's why the world is where it is right now. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. So for better or for worse, we recognize the power of social and what it could do. So from the positive and the negative, either way, you can't deny that it's powerful. And I think it could be, it's such a low hanging fruit. And I think a lot Mm. of people get intimidated by it, but it shouldn't be intimidating. It is, it's, and if you do feel intimidated, that's why you ask. And that's and why there's resources research, to And help. that's why there's yep. resources and you can, yeah. Like, and hopefully we can be some sort of uh, yeah. an assistance in that yeah. way through our content that we're doing through high season yeah. or even through something like this that, yeah. you know, maybe might just provide a bit more context behind, yeah. you know, why you should be doing things, why you should not be doing certain yeah. things as well. But we can't, we can't deny the value of it. Yeah. And I think like that, I think, I think social and us as like this craft beer industry and being like newer and fresher and getting to like, then cap like getting the new generation converted and even converting the generation before us like our movement like this wave Mm -hmm. is the one that will like topple the macro industry but it's about meeting us where we're at okay so like we are on social all all of us us this generation we're all on social you have to be in front of us so that we know Mm. if it wasn't for you I don't know where I'd actually be in the craft beer world or anything like that because you introduced me to craft beer because nobody was marketing to me. Yeah. So because nobody's marketing to me, it never mm. came my way until you came and you were like, oh, I'm doing 365 beers. But it should have been presented to me. Yes. And the problem is it's not being presented to people because I'm not being marketed to. There's a lot of people not being marketed to. It's not anywhere on social where I am. So yeah. how am I going to see it? How am I going to know if you're not, if you don't try to get to me? Infinite opportunities at this point. So many opportunities. So, oh, we could convert them all. Oh, there's, there's so some, many convert. Yeah, there's so many people who could be converted. We need a high season podcast. Too. Yeah, <laughs> some enough we're thinking for the yeah. future. This is yeah. like the closest thing to it, though. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. Um. So I think that's it. Anything else? That's kind of it for that's now. That's it, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you got something from it. Please feel free to reach out to us uh, at either at High Season Co on social or at BOS Podcast everywhere. Um, so, of course, if you enjoyed the episode, boom, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell Ding. so you know when the new drops. Of course, follow us on social media, as I just said. Check out the long-form audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We have a whole bunch of stuff coming, as always, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you in the next episode. And as always, get it in ya. Yeah. Uh. Ew. <laughs>